We left off last week. We had met Zerk and Stiggles, the mighty dragons, who had agreed after Resme gave them several pieces of jerky, seemingly the only thing they really wanted with their lives, to at least give us some of the details of the rest of the area down here beneath Citadel Altarian. It seems all that's really left is the dead lands. Mm. The crypts that Tyrannus, the Hell Knight, had spoken of. <clears throat> and hopefully somewhere there or beyond still the vaults where he's searching for his family signet ring. For now, though, we have gone back. We have retreated back to where we had two of our captives here. These two strange monkey creatures. Whatever they are... They're among the ranks of the Cinderclaws, the cultists that have taken over these lower levels. Come from somewhere. To do something. To do something. Mm. We're still largely unclear on how they got to Breach Hill or to Citadel Altarian and why. They're here to something something Dahak. Something something Dahak. Yeah, yeah. That's what we've gathered. <laughs> that's about so what far. we gathered. That's what we put together. Uh, but we retreated back to where we had taken two of them captive after they had surrendered when we slew their boggart leader in the halls just beyond. We had spent some time wrapping them up with a combination of ropes and their entire tents <laughs> they had brought down <laughs> with them. So as we arrived back in this room here, we come back to two little monkey burritos, still kind of tied up, packed in the corner. Swaddled up real good. <laughs> Swaddled up real nice and comfy, just waiting in the darkness living the dream for the heroes to come back at least living and living is more than the rest of their allies can say right now so mm-hmm. that's true that, that is, is true. an amount of mercy <clears throat> that they have received well I see they're still here uh, I suppose um, well let's uh, give them some food and water I guess well let's not get hasty <laughs> see if they can communicate first um so I'm going to walk up to the one that uh, seemed a little bit more timid. Uh, the one that wasn't, you know, threatening us with Dahak coming in. <laughs> all of us. I'll, t- I'll take the other one. So the one on the, the one on your right here as you come in. Uh, he has managed to kind of roll a little bit so that his wad of tent materials and ropes is just kind of facing away from you, just into the wall. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't moved or anything as the group of you have made your way back into the chamber. The other one is just glaring, teeth bared. No, gagged. Dagger, teeth trying to be bared. <laughs> well, he's still gagged. It's not yeah, like completely wrapped across the bottom of his face. Okay, yeah, like that's Gagged up. Uh, his lips curled back al- along the sides of that. Clearly uh, not as interested in conversation. Oh, it's fine. I don't really want to talk to him either. <laughs> uh, so uh, Dolren's going to approach the, the, the more amenable captive uh, because cooperating and, and going along gets you... Jolly just, cooperation. Jolly cooperation. Love it. Um, and he's going to uh, pick the monkey up and face him uh, and then kind of loom over him like this... Uh, because this is how dragons communicate. Uh, and I'm going to uh, bark out uh, in Draconic. Um, Do you understand the true tongue, or are you truly as bestial as you behave? And as uh, you just yelling dra- Draconic down at this 
Barking, not yelling. Barking, which is, I feel like it's a flavor of yelling. It's, yeah, it is kind it's of like, quite, like quite sargenting harsh. down at the monkey. And just draconic is a very, almost like hissing language uh, that comes out. It's spoken largely by lizard folk, kobolds, you know, actual dragons. Uh, and it, no matter how well practiced, sounds horrifying coming from a human mouth. Yeah, just nice. by nature of how, well, it sounds horrifying coming from any mouth, really, to a human mind. It's unsettling, certainly, to the rest of you. And, and this monkey, whatever he is, almost shrivels a bit, kind of cowering, wide-eyed into its pile, just sort of looking up at you, confused. Mm. Yes, not. I'm still gagged. Did you ungag him? I never gagged him. Oh, the other, the first one was the only yeah. one you gagged. Right, you only gagged the one who was being a dumb idiot. Exactly. to keep his mouth. Yeah. So, he's, he can't really move, he can't really emote beyond his, his head that's poking out of these, this massive tarp binding around him. But he looks odd, almost. Afraid, but not so much as if he was being threatened, as if he was like in the presence of a god or something in mm. front of them. If he asks you if you're a god, make sure you say yes. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it seems that he recognizes the language, if nothing else. Um, even if he may not understand it. Um, approach again. Last chance. Show you understand me, and there'll be some food for you. And, uh, still, no real change in his reaction, but he replies, Wena. Wena. Woza tazona. Mina. Mina. Umnongo da hawk. Hmm. Oh, there he goes with the hawk again. He either recognizes what you're saying. And he looks past you the rest of the party. Mina Obnongo the Hawk! Like more insistently. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't sound threatening at all the way he's saying it. It's like he's he's he really wishes that he could make you understand just as much as you wish you could make him understand. He's, right. He's trying very hard to tell you something. Maybe he's you just saying don't share a language. You speak the language of the hawk? Like the language of the gods? Possibly. Uh, can I get a? Uh, can I try to divine some sort of um, impression as to at least his emotional state? Yeah, like speak in tongues between the two of you? Um. Yeah. He's. He doesn't seem like he's trying to hide his state in any way. Again, he is like odd, so mm -hmm. impressed somehow in some vein by you, and it almost seems like he's pleading. But bringing up Dahak, you can't really be positive what it is he's trying to plead for or about, but... Uh... Hmm. It's possible that he doesn't recognize Draconic uh, as a language outside of his affiliation with his religion. Uh, so this could be something along the lines of you're speaking the language of Dahak instead of simply speaking Draconic. Uh, he may not be aware of it, of this language existing in any other context. Um, That's what I think at any rate. At the very least, uh, I suppose he's, uh, since he's cooperating, uh, unfortunately I've uh, never really learned Mwangi, even though I traveled there many decades ago. Um, 
I don't suppose there's anyone in town that I can think of that might perhaps speak Mwangi. I mean, your your best bets would be, I mean, just your more literary source, Joral Black Tusk at the town archives, maybe Vaz Lorraine at the book company. But I mean, you don't know of any off the top of your head who would know Mwangi. Mm. I mean, that's that's pretty far. Yeah. From here, well, I guess it's not terribly far. It's south, basically across the sea. Yeah, it's across a different the continent. Sea. I don't know. Well, it's the same continent, but uh, it's the other side of it. Okay. Um, some of my druidic brothers know it, but none in this area for sure. And I suppose we probably shouldn't bring a captive back to Breach Hill. I think that is a horrible idea. I take it Breach Hill has a has a thing against. Uh, Taking bringing captives back. Um, <laughs> I don't know that Breach Hill would have any specific laws about bringing capti- captives, and if they did, if that's something you'd be familiar with, this doesn't. This is not exactly in a situation that occurs very frequently here. It's sort of a. Well, does Breach Hill look down on human trafficking slash slavery? Probably. That's probably kind of in the same vein. Well, but if we were to wait, uh, I've used all of my. Blessings of Serenry for the day, but I do believe I would be able to understand what they're trying to say to us at the very least if we were to come back after ah, arrest. Capital. We should totally do that then. That is exactly what we should do. Does this Thank mean- you, Rur. That's spectacular. I won't be able to speak with them, but I, I can at least understand them. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Well, it's still very useful. Uh, very well. Um, we should uh, perhaps. Uh, I don't want to leave his arms unbound. Still, though, I don't like the idea of... Interesting situation, to be sure. You, this language you speak, it is not the same as this. It is the language of dragon kind. Uh, They've clearly heard it before, as I suspected they may have, uh, given their affiliation with the draconic cult. Um, But no, it does not appear to be a language that they speak, although they have heard it spoken, apparently. And that does not surprise me. Uh, And apparently, those who have spoken it to them uh, have... um, they've been in quite in a bit of awe of. So this is uh, a very interesting, um, it's an interesting development, which I think we could make some use of. Perhaps. Well, I suppose given the situation, it is fortunate that you accompanied me, as this is far beyond my understanding. I know nothing of dragons and the hawk or as far as I can tell, still just sentient monkeys. Uh, sentient monkeys, indeed, but uh, definitely part of this uh, of this cult. And this cult doesn't seem to be just, as you saw before, the Boggards were involved in it quite well. They were all brothers in arms together. Um, so there is something more to this cult than simply being isolated to this tribe of monkeys. And certainly how they got here and why they're here is something that I'm particularly interested in knowing. Um, but... Um, uh, let me think on it. Perhaps I can I can come up with some phrases if I if I think on it a bit more that they may have heard said, uh, maybe something more in long lines of religious oration. Perhaps I can think of something that Find might trigger some response. The strangest things, my friend. But in this situation, it says as well. I don't suppose we could use this opportunity to maybe get some sleep. Oh, of course, of course, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, we'd want to retire, uh, I'm, uh, well, first, um, uh, 
Friend Rook, if you wouldn't mind, since you're the one who's going to be trying to interpret, uh, would you mind feeding our Simeon friend here at least enough to get him through the night, and we can come back down in the morning and check on him. It seems like they won't be going anywhere uh, here. Um, I'd leave the bitey one alone, though, if I were you. Perhaps he'll be more willing to work with us tomorrow. One of them is simply more... I just kind of works down at the pair of them. Amenable than the other. That is certain. Still, oh. as I am a Hell Knight of the Order of the Nail, and this was once our citadel, I feel we would be remiss not to offer them the uh, proper hospitality, so thank you, Lur. And I will uh, go on ahead and feed them some granola bars, some water. This <laughs> is typical snack food. Hopefully they take to that better than the lizard folk. Oh, the uh, cobalts. Yeah, they, yes. they were not particularly happy with my snacks. They liked my jerky, though. No, dedicated carnivores, I suppose. So. I am very unsure on exactly what it was they wanted in the first place. Yeah, it seems <laughs> to be limited strictly to, well, the meat specifically. Still, he just kind of reaches up to the bandages wrapped all the way around <laughs> the space still, because reminder that this moment Tyrannus is basically a mummy. <laughs> just his bandages <laughs> all the way around his head. And his mustache just and his, stuck his, on the front, basically. <laughs> He took There's off the a mustache. Gap, a gap between two of the bandages <laughs> where his mustache just comes out. <laughs> Completely undeterred. I would not protest some rest. That much is to be certain. I guess let's take uh, shifts. Would it perhaps be better to take them upstairs to the jail cells, do you think? No, let's just leave them where they are. We know that they'll stay here. The cells aren't in very good condition. Yeah. Um, not to mention the first floor is terribly drafty. And uh, they're tropical butts. creatures. It would be best if they stayed down here outside of the weather. I do not wish for them to die to the elements. They do seem quite out of theirs here. And it is still the spring once it is cold. And our only other option would be to take them with us into our camp, uh, where there would be no, heat. But happen. I don't think it would be a wise choice, specifically when we have, well, this very fortified location that they don't know how to get out of. Do we trust these bindings? I suppose they'll be well enough. If uh, we don't trust, if they are managed to slip their bindings, they'll be loose in the citadel. Um, but there's no place for them to go. If they don't find the secret door, they won't be able to get out. And if they do find the secret door, we'll be keeping watch at our camp anyway, because they'll be beasts of the hills. And I suppose that's the first. It is the situation as we found it in the first place. Exactly. So very well. We will rest. Take shifts, recuperate as we can before we proceed further into this labyrinth. The design here is difficult to comprehend, even. Well, I've been taking some sketches, and uh, it does seem to... Not in a literal sense, but from a design standpoint. The way these wings are organized, I can't really understand their function. We have found what appear to have been living spaces and barracks down here. Of course, the corner offices where the pile and the tunnel entrance were once held the Lictor and the Marlictor's offices, I assume, and perhaps these were also for more higher-ranking officers, but in my explorations upstairs, the barracks were in their standard place. Hmm. A my massive room that could have housed the dozens of Hell Knights. Well, then... This area here, as you said, by the Mara Lictor's quarters and the Lictor's quarters, um, perhaps these may have been special quarters. Uh, maybe 
Is there an elite unit, an honor guard unit in the Hell Knights that perhaps uh, were stationed here? Uh, I imagine that there may have been, perhaps the reason for why they built the Citadel in the first place may have been a bit lost to time, but it I seems. I was not aware of any elite units or specifically trained knights that was ever stationed here. Hmm. But again, I did not know much of the purpose of this citadel. You said that there were a special type of Hell Knight who were specifically magic users. Signifiers, yes. Maybe they had their own separate quarters. Signifiers do their own business. They largely tend to themselves. They are not necessarily higher or lower rankings than the rest of us, just for a separate purpose. Uh, separate education and separate set of skills. Hmm. We respect martial strength as well as magical. Each has their purpose. Thank you. When he just bows his head a bit, except he's going to take that L and uh, <laughs> not protest. We respect your ability to light things on fire. You know what? You're just jealous because you can't do it. <laughs> Regardless, it's not like we can ask the walls for these answers. Why don't we go ahead and set up camp? Can fine I please idea. take the first shift so I can sleep all the way through and not be woken up? I will take the final shift. Very well. Fair enough. And uh, with that, you have... How much of you... You can't bring supplies did you, would you have brought with you into the Citadel? Because you had a camp up outside with your bedrolls, and like if any of you had tents or anything, would mm -hmm. you have brought that all into the basement with you, or is that still upstairs? Well, we would have collected it because we were going to be we changing be locations to just outside the secret Fair entrance. Enough. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I imagine we there. wouldn't... Yeah, we probably left probably most of left it up, up there. outside, but not down in the basement with us. Because the good news and the bad news is that this room here... You had these massive tarps to wrap up these monkey men because this seemed to be where they were camping. Mm -hmm. and there's their supplies. Uh, very different style. Uh, almost kind of slick. These oily tarps. They just have pitched up in very basic structures. Largely just draped over some furniture and some posts uh, just to cover from whatever elements they thought they would have to worry about inside of a room down here. They really do seem to be entirely out of their element with this setup. It's mm. almost like they were ready for a rainforest or something. Yes, exactly right. They have like, really no idea how to camp in a honestly pretty frigid basement in the tail end of winter in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what it's kind of about as opposite as you can get from a jungle. But Regardless, you'd have enough supplies to set up some degree of a comfortable situation here. And you're going to stay in here with the two captives and just camp mm -hmm. with them? Yeah. No, no. We, we, we were, gonna... we're, we're going outside. Oh, you're going out of the... Yeah, uh, out of the, the basement, doors. closing the secret door behind us, going all the way up the stairs and out onto the outside and camping there. Ah, oh, fair enough. Okay, I Where we can part. start a fire and not suffocate ourselves. Mm -hmm. That does sound like it makes a lot of sense. Starting <laughs> That is an important step. <laughs> an important step to be sure. So, you head back outside and similar situation is left there. The secret door closed behind you. If those two monkeys couldn't figure out how to get out in the first place, certainly they can't figure out how to get out now unless they get exceedingly lucky or are able to track where you had left because you did come and go now adding a trail, a track left by five, six people coming in and out of this doorway. Mm -hmm. They also have no light sources. They, well... I didn't, didn't seem to bother, bother them. Didn't seem to bother them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were there was no light down here until you brought your torches. They have been down there in pure and complete darkness, so that's probably not something they're terribly concerned with. I would imagine. 
but, the entire time that we were down there, we didn't see any like lanterns or torches or any sort of light source, did we? No. Uh, the entirety of the chambers underneath the Citadel appear to be dark. Hmm. Uh, there was no source of light from any of them. So, yeah, it doesn't really seem to bother them too much. Okay. But as you reach the surface and start to set up your camps as you're going to settle for the night after what has realistically been your first real adventure here, you went into the upper floor of Citadel Altarian, kind of just marched in, bushwhacked your way through with very minimal concerns and returned to town hailed as heroes. Barely having done anything, but this <laughs> this has been a little different. Yep. There's been incredibly deadly boggards, these monkey creatures, the gelatinous ooze that had cons- nearly consumed three of you, not to mention what appeared to be an animated doll that gave everyone a huge amount of trouble. Uh, as you're readying up here, right outside the secret entrance to the basement, uh, what are your preparations? Like, what are your preparations for the night before you settle down? What are you doing? Getting the fire started, maybe looking around for some wild nuts and berries to make some more granola. Uh, just very basic stuff. Maybe making making sure everyone's wounds are still tended to. How about you, Elizabeth? Um, I'll be kind of mostly keeping watch until it's time for me to lay down so that I can go ahead and get some semblance of sleep before last watch, but still kind of do a patrol. Just make sure the area doesn't have any of these cinder claws that perhaps did get out of the area, maybe found their way up to the surface, or, you know, any of the other wide variety of things that can just be lurking in the woods at night. Buddy. I'll be generally a nuisance. Uh, I'll be certainly glad for some sleep around here. You know, it's a... I'll be happier than a dead hog in sunshine waking up tomorrow and be nice and rested. I have several questions about that particular euphemism. Yeah. But maybe... Well, haven't you ever seen a dead hog in sunshine? I have never seen a dead creature of any sort that seemed to express joy. Oh, well, dead hogs are real funny, you know. They're, as, they're, as their face starts drying up, drying up from the sunshine, it inches their lips up, and it looks like real funny green. You're making it really hard to pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what I expected. But fair enough. <laughs> just like, so it's just the same reaction. Just <laughs> okay. Train of thought. Choo choo choo. <laughs> so Doran. Um. So uh, I, I'm I'm painfully aware uh, by the shifting of my armor with every step I take that uh, soaking hide armor in an acid bath is not very good for it. Does not appear to have been. Done. No. So the first thing he's gonna do is take all this off and. Uh, Restitch some straps, um, get some buckles put together, probably replace some stat- straps, maybe even stitch entire plates back onto their articulation straps to go and get his armor back up into fighting shape. Yeah, with an entire evening before you, I'm not even going to make you roll craft checks because you, you have a whole evening in a crafting kit. You could definitely spend an hour or two bringing your armor crafting kids. back into uh, perfect fit there so we could reasonably assume mechanically that it's just going to be a full note. Perfect. Uh, I, will, I will take that. <laughs> we take those. We take those. I mean, I could make you roll like seven crafting checks for no reason, but unless you critically failed a whole bunch of times in a row, <laughs> the end result is going to be here. 
Um, since we are uh, sleeping outside um, under the stars, uh, Resme will actually do um, a, a traditional druidic closing of the day ceremony. Um, it's something they've probably never seen before. It's very quiet. She doesn't talk or say anything. It's just a series of movements that she uh, goes through. Um, you'll see her whisper a little, um, and she'll uh, end in a kind of uh, bowed uh, position uh, before uh, she gets back up and uh, starts eating. But Tyrannus, as all this is going, is the one who did not come here really expecting this to be a multi-day kind of expedition, especially from what little he's brought with him. It seems like he very much intended to walk into the Citadel, poke around for a few minutes, find his signet ring, and then head home. But obviously this has all proven to be much more intricate than he had originally thought it was going to be. And especially after the encounter with the gelatinous cube, where even what he had in his little satchels has just been dissolved. <laughs> and he's put some of his supplies in somebody else's bag. I can't remember who he gave them to. Uh, I actually was... had an extra belt pouch. That oh, I you gave him an extra belt pouch, but it was. You gave him an extra belt pouch that you've gotten as a package deal with your adventurer's <laughs> With my adventurer's kit, yeah. Uh, and they put it back on to try and hold a lot of his things. So he is not super helpful, really. Uh, he shrugs off some of his armor, also with a bit of difficulty as some of the straps and attachments have suffered from his time in a gelatinous cube, <laughs> as everybody else's things have done. But as he gets his breastplate and his uh, gloves off, he just kind of looks around at the group, sees Resme doing whatever the hell Resme is doing, and after absorbing Buford's Commentary. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> He heads over to Dolren as you're working on repairing your armor. And looks down at it. Unfortunate. One of the many downsides of such simple armor. Why do you choose it? Well, I suppose uh, it's been a... Uh, well, this armor was has been mine since I was a boy, in fact. Uh, grew up in the in the sand wastes of Osirian, and this is the type of armor that we wear there. You just kind of raised an eyebrow. Did it grow with you? Oh, no, 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 no. I, when I came of age, of course. I will admit, I uh, could count on the fingers of one hand the number of elven kind I have met in my life. Well, obviously before this. Where for some reason, you appear to be everywhere. Uh, it seems... To be a strange, strange case indeed. But, and he just kind of looks over to Resme doing her closing ceremonies, just bowed over, just sort of on the ground, not really doing anything, so like just all curled up in a ball. Like, is that normal for your folk? She certainly has some eccentricities. Resme seems to be. Hmm fairly unique type of case. Um, you know I can hear you, right? <laughs> that she's crawled in the ball. <laughs> um, but we uh, hail from different areas, and we've come to Breach Hill uh, for our own reasons. Uh, so I, I wouldn't go too, too far uh, grouping us all together, but we are all citizens of Breach Hill. Um, and so perhaps uh, that should be the common bond that we all share, uh, perhaps the one that you judge us by. Which, uh, I suppose, from your perspective, would be 
uh, backwoods, rustic, and perhaps quaint country folk uh, with odd mannerisms. And from just kind of looking at Rizvay, he turns slowly <laughs> to look over to Buford, wherever he is. Well, but, but what about you, Sir Knight? Your votes, not mine. Well, what about you? Uh, certainly I understand the importance of uh, familial history and the desire to have a keepsake from your ancestors, but you've come very far and gone through an awful lot of trouble uh, chasing down a ring belonging to an ancestor. Um, judging from what the Hell Knights left behind when they abandoned this place, uh, it seems as though your order doesn't place overly much value on sentimentality. Um, I'd be curious as to why you seem to have gone so far. Perhaps I could offer you your same advice. And perhaps you would do better not to group those of my order so closely together. Uh, for the Hell Knights themselves, there is little value in such ties and things, but at the end of the day, we are all our own people. And to me, my history, my ancestry, and the gifts and everything that have been laying at my feet and my ancestors, these are important to me. Clearly more so than it was to my compatriots at Zyodo Zanel, based on how much of it was left behind. But I believed it was worth my time, is all. This is my leave, after all. I could be in anywhere, any number of Verisian beaches, bazaars, markets. But, no, for some reason I chose to do this. I feel that in the long run, it will you'll be better for it. Uh, don't forget, uh, don't give up on family, and don't forget where you came from. It's all we really ever come from and all we ever have, despite see, what we pick up later. That is very much the thing. The more I explore the Citadel, he just kind of gestures aimlessly towards the massive castle. Mm. The more I've seen of this ruin, especially the areas below, the more I feel I don't understand where we've come from. I had looked up much of this place before I arrived, before I made my journey out here. Uh, preparations, you could, you could say. Of course. And what knowledge I was able to find of Breachill, the attached town, was nearly nothing. There is no origin, no records, nothing about the settlement itself, barely any mention of the town's existence, and as far as the Altarian, I don't understand why it is, much less what it is at this point. And from the distance, you'll hear, it sounds like you and I have a lot to talk about when we get back to the city. That's why I'm here, too. And, uh, Smarky just shakes his head. This was abandoned in an odd fashion, as far as I can tell. Indeed. Hastily. It's not so much sentimentality as pragmatism and efficiency within features to relocate, which is rarely. The Citadel of Raid of Veresia has stood for some generations, and it is in the center of a major settlement nearby many trade routes, access to a variety of nations, not more than a few days or weeks travel away, but this is in the middle of nowhere, on nothing. It's defensible, sure, but from what and why? And what is it defending? Well, 
Perhaps tomorrow's journeys may elucidate us further, Doran. Perhaps. Uh, hopefully the answers don't lie buried in the sub-basement. Um, but, uh, well, we'll see. <sighs> that we will. And we seem to find only questions. Uh, Dalron will actually uh, take a ration out of his pack and offer it to him. Uh, you'll need your strength, I'm sure. He takes it. Thank you. I did not come prepared for such an expedition. That's but fine. I'm making tea. He looks over at you, who are now just up doing your stuff. Yep. Very well. <laughs> tea it is. The RN, as close as I can tell to my ancestral home, and yet it is I who is somehow the guest. And uh, shrugs and heads over towards the fire with the rest of you. So, you're all able to rest this evening. It's, again, quite cold outside. Getting definitely at least down to near freezing, if not below. As you... uh, Brought my jacket. (laughs) You would probably all have brought some out of winter gear. Mm -hmm. Just for the trek to set it all altarian, if nothing else. And over the course of the evening... As you take your various shifts and everyone rests, everyone gets your powers back, your spells, uh, whatever hit points you may be missing, you regenerate as normal for night, for a night, and you also get some session rerolls. All right. It may potentially be necessary in the future of this adventure. <laughs> Immediately upon re-entry. Which, by the way, is a side note. That thing I said earlier about how I only had, like, five or so of these uh, extra golden coins to be hero points. Jen here uh, was, I think, directly offended by. So we now have about a bajillion. So if you've got channel points, uh, do not in any way be afraid to redeem them for hero points. I'm not going to run out of coins at any point ever. (laughs) We've got like 20 trillion of them. So as you rest... Buddy, are you all taking shifts or all six? Are you kind of sharing this load? Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. So, Buddy, is your sleeping? As your uh, shift comes up, you you eventually feel someone reach down to awaken you. And well, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm if I'm off here. But I, I, I for some reason I got Buddy pegged as a bit of a heavy sleeper. I got two kids here. You, you, you learn how to be That's a light exactly sleeper. That's exactly why he's a heavy sleeper. Now, you learn how to be a light sleeper if your wife is going to hit you in the head with a frying pan if you don't wake up fast enough. <laughs> well, then, it, not so much awoken slowly as jolted immediately <laughs> to consciousness. Where are the kids? What happened? The fear of the lash <laughs> cracking behind him. Uh the first thing you notice is that uh, as the night has passed and started to march towards the following morning, the air has fortunately seemed to get a bit warmer. Uh, some of the frigidity has leached away, and you're no longer swaddled up in every coat and blanket you'd brought with you trying not to freeze to death in the middle of the woods. That's suspicious. Why well, getting warmer at night? But... As you uh, go to kind of remove yourself from this nest that I imagine basically everyone would have uh, built themselves for the evening, you reach around to a clank and scratch of metal. There's no blankets or coats on you at all. 
and you appear to still be on all, in all of your armor. Can I move at all? You can absolutely move. You were trying to take blankets off. You can move. Okay. Well, I sit up if I can. You can sit up. Look this around. Is the most <laughs> I'm of course suspicious. <laughs> Fear is in her. So who woke me up? So, as you kind of sit up and look around, uh, it's still mostly dark, and you don't immediately, your eyes don't adjust instantly to make out as to who that would have been when she glares at Espus across the table. <laughs> I know he's got last watch, but... Uh, but no, you you can't make hardly anything out of the darkness. It takes a moment for your, your pupils to fully dilate and absorb the small amount of light that's here. Uh, but... As you do start to adjust, uh, you can see what light there is trickling down from above through the trees and the, the bluff above you. And you look up and see not leaves, but glass. Uh, an array almost around a circle up above you of a different stained glass windows. Colored with deep reds and some bright silver is dominating most of the frames uh, but the lights coming down through them defiantly still golden all the same I'd immediately start searching through my rations to see if there had like some mushrooms or something gotten in there <laughs> <laughs> so as you go to, uh, to reach down towards your bags uh, your gauntleted hand clanks against a tiled stone floor uh, there's no bed, there's no bags, there's nothing around you. Uh, the only thing you can find on the ground is a sword. A I long don't... sword. Uh, not the kind of thing that you would normally wield. And one that, while it looks relatively simple, uh, with a near straight guard into a, just a, a near spherical pommel, and a perfectly fine rectangular blade... It looks almost perfect in a way. Like it's not extravagant, it's not ornate, but every aspect of it is somehow as it should be. Do I recognize the sword? You do not. I would nudge it a little bit, see if it's real. Well, it appears to be real. <laughs> you, you poke it across the, uh, the tiles. <laughs> As your eyes start to adjust more and you start to take in more of the area around you, you can feel this warmth growing. You don't know so much that it's the warmth of the air so much as it's just almost a warmth inside you. And you can see this white tiled ground spreading out around you to massive towering cathedral walls in every direction. Heading up to this dome capped atop with this ring of stained glass windows, this golden light still just shining directly down and starting to fill the room. And with this growing light, as you look down at the sword, you can see your entire body is covered in a new suit of armor that is most certainly not yours. This is not your simple breastplate. This is like a knight's kit. Full plate. That they would ride to war in. And in a panic, you reach for your cowboy hat yeah. <laughs> to find only a visored steel helm planted over your head. Well, hell, I didn't mean to die this early. <laughs> Man, my wife's going to be so mad. 
pulling yourself to your feet, confused, in this almost slowly growing panic here. Pretty dejected about dying. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> upset about the death. You feel a, a sense of calm start mm. to come over you somewhat as you hear faint melodic chords just kind of echoing errantly through the cathedral, seemingly randomly, but together in are, harmony. Are there any, like, religious, like, symbols that I can see or anything? Nothing immediately apparent as you look around like the cathedral the itself. Glass, there's no, like, the stained glass seems to be geometric in various okay. patterns, not depicting anything okay. specific. Uh, but as you get up and look around, uh, the only thing you can see as a, as you stand up, your left arm is incredibly heavy as there is a massive steel kite shield strapped mm-hmm. to it already. As you turn that and look at it, emblazoned on the front, you can see a symbol very reminiscent of the longsword laying on the ground. And that that starts to connect with you. This isn't just a sword. This That's is a whole sword symbol. I, sword I own today right there. So, I got the shield, and uh, I see a sword here, but um, I pick up the sword, and (laughs) 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 I got it here. (laughs) Unclear. This simple man, entirely beyond how to parse the events happening to him, looks around, confused, as the... Almost in response, the light from the, the, the window starts to move as if the sun was speeding across the sky at an accelerated pace. But they're not all moving together. They're not all scrolling as if the source was unanimous. They're focusing, almost, like a magnifying glass as these different beacons of light move toward you. Do they look dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, just light. <laughs> it's like lasers. It's light from a window. Should I, should I get my reflex going here? Or? It does not look particularly dangerous. Okay, no. well. But, uh. Okay, so, I guess I will stand here until the light gets standing here. Standing there in utter confusion. Maybe puff out my chest and look a little bit more professional if I'm going to be <laughs> meeting Ioma Day today and I did not. As the light starts to shine off of your full plate and the sword that you've picked up in your hand, it gleams off of the kite shield strapped to your other arm, uh, almost glowing off of the metal as it seems to infuse into the face of this, into the holy symbol of Iomedai emblazoned on the outside of the shield. And the weight of the shield fades. You feel your arm just become lighter as if there was nothing attached to it as if it was just a feather rather than this massive metal bulwark that you just had to lift up off of the ground and with that you are immediately shaken awake by whoever just finished their watch I didn't put anything in the tea which is going to be Dalren and you awaken on the ground Back outside instead of Altarian in the grass. With Dalren's hand on your shoulder, just kind of looking over you. 
Your turn, Buford. Are you okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Did any of us die yesterday? Well, it was near call, I'll say that. Uh, well, for for a couple of us, but uh, well, we all pulled through. I'd look down at my armor. Much thanks to you, actually. Man, I had a real weird dream. I uh, must be exerting my power of Iomide a little bit, uh, a little over much, because I don't. I, you know, honestly, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I know Lady Desna's the god of dreams, the goddess of dreams. So perhaps uh, she may have uh, meddled in your way. Uh, maybe. Well, I'd go check. I'd go check my armor and my shield and make sure it's so all... So where, where do you, uh, like, how do you pack all of this up when you're sleeping? Because you don't sleep with your breastplate and your shield strapped here. So is it just kind of in a little pile next to you here? Well, it's laid out like I would be laid out. <laughs> <laughs> so I can Are remember... Are you kidding <laughs> me? It's laid out, ready to go, so you just can just roll case. over into it. So you can put a slip on the ground and <laughs> no, no, it's a decoy. In no, case no, someone no. attacks them in their sleep. So you have a breastplate with your two little gauntlets <laughs> on the buddy strip. Lock and load. The graves and sabotons just below them. The cowboy hat just lays on the ground. That's not possible. You know, like regular people store their armor. Yeah. I can't handle that. Okay. I think God is second questioning metaphor right now. (laughs) All right, so your armor is laid on the ground, also asleep, laid on the ground next to you. I almost woke up the wrong buddy this time. (laughs) Yep. Make a percentile check to rake the right buddy. So, what did you want to check? I want to see if it's any shinier than usual. It does not look any shinier <laughs> than usual, no. It's uh, it's still very dark out here, and uh, you can barely make out the shape of what looks like a second Buford just laying in the grass here next to you. Uh, a bit of frost actually having formed around the metal as the temperature as drops overnight. Uh, your shield still just laying, I imagine, over the top of the glove where it goes yeah, on the yeah, side no, of left, you. Left arm right there, you know. You gotta make sure you don't put it on the right arm. Um, I'd tap it a bit. Tap the shield? Do you think there's anything wrong with my armor? Do you see anything weird going on around here? Well, I feel aside like... from the fact that you leave your steel armor out in the elements <laughs> overnight, you're asking for it to rust. I don't understand it. You have to oil the heck out of it to keep it in good shape. It gets well oiled. That it's some pretty upkeep. They make canvas bags. <laughs> They're very useful. You ever tried putting a breastplate in a canvas bag? Yes. It'd be, have to be the size of it. It's like... Uh, about the size of the breastplate, actually. <laughs> yeah. Buford, I'm going to purchase <laughs> you a present when we get back to town. <laughs> but then I won't know which side goes on where. Oh. That's why you lay it out. <laughs> So if you hold your hands out like this, maybe a diagram. Well, that's I, I, why I I'll don't, work need, on I don't need a diagram if I just have it laid out there. We'll come with a solution. I know we can solve this together. With study, with study. We'll start with this. You just hold them out here. So whichever one makes the L, you'll see. Your left. And what difference would that make? 
You don't want to put the wrong gauntlet on. Well, that's why I have it laid out. But what if it's face down? Well, I don't put it face down. But it might roll over in its sleep. What? It's not sleeping. It's just laying there. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we can agree on that. You know what? Uh, it, it's been a long day. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, you best go to bed. I it's, think I'm going to go to bed. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still run. Take his leave here. The head to his own rest. Buford <laughs> <laughs> now enlightened with the knowledge of the mighty dragons. <laughs> and I'd be looking at my hand, I'd be like, why would you They're need... both elves. What are you yeah, talking about? Exactly. Why would you even need to know that? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Is this what he meant by when it rolls over? <laughs> I can't handle this. It's amazing. You just, uh... And I'd go to watch. Just go to watch and take your shift. All right, fair enough. <laughs> oh. So, I rest up the night. <laughs> Passes without any particular incidents. Whereas, uh, finally, in the morning, with the last shift, Esvis, as the sun has already started to rise up a, a bit over the horizon... And everyone's starting to come to. Each of you awaken. Still here in the morning cold. Uh, with a bit more of an overcast sky glow- growing. A bit more clouds. Uh, it's warming up enough as the sun starts to come. But the frost doesn't really persist. More than half an hour beyond daybreak. So you're just left with, I guess, wet armor. <laughs> just laid out around in the ground here. I've got little washcloth things. Those things dry up real good. And everybody else uh, getting up and preparing uh, their morning to venture back into the basement space of the Altarian. If you look at your um, quiver of arrows, um, you'll notice that um, Severin is actually curled up beside them and actually almost kind of grooming your arrow feathers. That bird's going to mess up your shot right there. Oh! Oh, he thinks, he think, he thinks they're bird feathers. Hmm. Probably are. They, they are bird feathers, aren't they? I know, but he's lonely. Well, that's real sad. Why'd you take him away from his family? Well, I didn't. He came to me. Hmm. Uh huh. That's what my kids say all the time. He'll kind of hop over to you, like kind of hop after you. So majestic. <laughs> and over in the corner where Tyrannus is working to hone his blade edge. Yes, quite a majestic creature indeed. Ones that I'm sure will bring us... I... I have nothing for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this morning, Dalren... <laughs> is actually going to be meditating as part of his... Um, as part of his daily preparations, and when he wakes up, uh, sort of a gleam will appear in his eyes. I remember now. 
So uh, mechanically, uh, I took an, uh, my ancestral paragon feat, which gave me access to my old memories. So every day I can train and actually take a new trained skill to represent things that I've experienced in my past. Okay. So I can think about it and did I can swap that every day. Did you take Lord of the language? I took Lore Mwangi. That's exactly, <laughs> in fact, what I did. Because I did trek through that when I was like in my 30s. Okay, 400 years ago or whatever. About, uh, about uh, 80, okay, 90. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So, uh, as you come to on that, everyone now with your third level, I believe, has reached some new things, uh, specifically our cleric and our sorcerer druid here, will definitely have made some further progression on their magics, some further connections. So, what is it exactly, Rur, that opens up your ability to use these more powerful spells? Is this just, like, a stronger connection to your faith? Is this some kind of a higher actual magical understanding? Is this something you've studied? For me personally, it would be living the tenets of my faith. Showing true devotion to the ways of my God has allowed me a deeper connection with the religion and the, the powers as a whole. That's how you know you're pleasing Serenray. You just have this slowly growing well of magical energy that you're just more and more in tune with. Uh, well, how about you, Resme? Because yours is in your blood, literally. Um, so I also took Ancestral Paragon. Um, <laughs> what a surprise. Friggin' elves. Um, and uh, as you know, she's a, a half-elf, but she's she's more in touch with her elf side than most half-elves. So she's not actually immediately visibly a half-elf. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I think exactly. I, I'm not sure everybody knows. I don't think anyone even knows. No one even knows. Probably, probably thinks you. Even the elves probably just probably not. Yeah, yeah, elf, yeah. Um, like so, elven nobility might notice. But that's but. about it. Um, so she's actually um, picked up uh, the elven lore um, ancestral ability. Um, so as she gets more in touch with her history and she reaches deeper back into the bloodline and the magic of her people, um, it's making her different and kind of drawing her toward her family and its secrets and her obsession with it like at the same time. So she's kind of splitting a little bit more even than she already was and kind of almost starting to lose the human side of herself. Okay. Hmm. All right. Interesting. So she's going from a half elf to like a three quarters elf. Something we like that. We kind of started at three quarters elf and we're going like a four fifths elf maybe making our way over. Fair enough. Um, and that's putting you more in touch with these, like, ancestral, just, I guess, elven Magics. magic that's just opening up to you. And so, as everyone works their daily morning preparations, you two writing your spells, Esphys and Dalren, uh, your weapons and what you need, Buddy drying your armor that you apparently just leave on the ground <laughs> outside overnight. And hasn't turned orange somehow. <laughs> that's well, it's not like it gets to get used terribly often, I'd imagine. <laughs> you know, not a whole lot of purpose for a breastplate on the Wait, farm, I suppose. Back on the farm, does it just have to to sit out for the one day that it'll eventually be used? <laughs> then it so would be orange. It's in the center of the living room, just <laughs> laid think, across the carpet. You think that I don't have an armor rack? What do you think based, I am? Some, like, no, based on the current I, evidence, I don't. <laughs> based on what I heard from Dalren, it's the I don't bring it around out. with me. 
Um, so for the first time, uh, I will throw up uh, false life, and unless I specifically say so, I'm throwing that up every morning. Okay, so that does last, I think, eight, eight hours. Eight hours. So it's not an entire day, but you're planning on going directly into this, into uh, this, this basement yeah. here. Um, and Tyrannus in the corner after he's sort of taken a whetstone to the blade of his halberd a bit, you can see him messing with the the bandages on his face a little, trying oh, to uh, adjust some of this a little bit. Kind of very gingerly, very tenderly touching at some of it and trying to peel a bit of it away. Do you want me to yeah. take that off? I've got <laughs> some cream that can go over it. Nope. Nope. God, you I like my brothers. Thoroughly under control. The last time you said that, you knocked yourself unconscious. <laughs> I did not... Knock myself unconscious. Yeah. I succumbed to my voice. This no. is a different situation. No, pretty sure you knocked yourself unconscious. I watched it happen. I was unable to treat them in time. I was injured by the boggards. I succumbed to my voice. Pack door, and I'm just already walking over towards the secret door. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to get more in touch with his sensitive side. Yeah, well, we'll see if Severin can make progress on that. Are, are you his sensitive side? Not yet. Well, if you'll give me some time to deal with this sensitive side of myself, I will be ready shortly. And uh, no one's going to stop him. He is nope. going to. Now we're going to watch. No, we're going to watch. Because this is too good. I'm just going to prop up on a rock and wait. So as you're finishing up your morning preparations, Tyrannus is. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Doing six damage to himself. Yes. <laughs> Rips the bandage with a strip of skin attached. Oh. So as he's as he's trying to take these bandages. Damage. That was a six on a d six. Wow. So I, uh, he's so inept. As he's barely. He's he's. In the corner, turned away from everyone. You see him kind of reaching up and like almost twitching a bit. I mean, this is a ten minute process. It's not fast. But a slowly growing pile of these bloodied bandages <sighs> next to him that he's taking away from his face. And We're like eating breakfast and watching this. As he, as he finally turns around to the rest of the group with one eye he can barely <laughs> even open and about zero skin on the total of his face here. You didn't change the bandages before you went to bed, did you? Was... I had not believed the situation was that bad, no. Alright, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Do you have more of this gauze? I, I just need to... Uh... I have plenty of this gauze. You're going to hurt yourself. Sit down. I believe the hurt is already done. I just need to put the bandage back, back on it. Ideally, relatively quickly. The cold air is burning much worse than I had anticipated. <laughs> I'm going to go on ahead and treat his wounds. <laughs> oh my god. You, <laughs> we're going to go for advanced treating of his wounds. So, you're gonna so go Knight, the... this is ghoulish. Please let him help Dude, you. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you are uh, you are going to try to... You're expert in medicine now, correct? So you're going to try the big treat. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so you, you can do that. And anytime you treat wounds, you can choose to do the trained or the expert DC gives you options. The expert, of course, is higher. Yeah. There's more likely chance of failure, but you will heal much more if you do succeed. You're basically trying more advanced, more complicated. Treatment well, here. that's a 27. 27 will succeed. So you're going to restore 2d8 plus 10 
health to Tyrannus. So it just gets a flat plus 10 to the expert DC. Dang. Hey, hey. Four. <laughs> 24. <laughs> and with that, you yeah. are able to largely patch him up. Uh, an assortment of salves, maybe a bit of your own cantrips, some light magic, and then some bandages over the worst of it has left Tyrannus looking significantly better than he did yesterday, and way better than he did five, ten minutes ago. Uh, with just probably one last bit over across his forehead here, and maybe one up under his chin where it just chewed away particularly badly. But This is why you let someone who has the proper materials treat the wounds. And you change the bandages before you go to bed. Well, why didn't you tell me that before we went to bed, son priest? I tried to. You were a little busy. See, yes, miss. I still think. I still. I, this is. In- this is gone. This is just like. This has just been standing. And as he came back, it's been 20 minutes. Did you come back over? You Not just, at all. Just, just, just standing there next to the. Just standing arms in the door, holding. like uh, 50 yards away. Just. I'd go, I'd go stand next to it. Just then. Bird perched on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tyrannus stands himself up. Oh. Oh, by Asmodeus, that is an unpleasant sensation. Very well. Let us proceed. Hopefully the rest of this is dealt with. Leads away. Don't you worry. I'll be making sure to take a close look at you every few minutes. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Think of the stories, Sir Knight, you'll have when you get back. Yes, Yes, fantastic. The story... The story of how... Tyrannus Knight Armager fell into a pile of aggressive gelatin and had to be saved by a midget sun priest. Yes. The uh, gods will sing of this one for generations. Perhaps some artistic editing may be called for. It'll be a short story. I do not know that Shellen herself could save that story. <laughs> but... Oh, oh Esvis, you've got a, a piece of straw in your hair. You know, actually, it looks, it looks good. It looks fine. You look... You know, did you get your coffee this morning? No. Oh, well, that explains. Everybody, we should start moving real fast. As the group of you head back down into the depths, make your way back underneath Citadel Altarian. You arrive, well, not terribly worse for wear if your name's not Tyrannus. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he did it twice. That's so great. It needed to happen. I can't, like, I mean, there's a reason that we play these tabletop RPGs, so we only get so much stay in the story because the D20 memes way harder than I ever possibly <laughs> could. But you arrive back in the basement with a few lighting cantrips, so you're not in just complete darkness to what appears to be exactly the situation you had left. And nothing looks any different to you in this entryway here. There's no signs anyone else has been down here. There's no signs anyone has moved through here. In fact, the dead bodies of the boggards and the birds that you had slain literally right in front of you are all still piled in place, although at least a touch more rancid mm. after a night. Unfortunately, it's still real basements. cold down here, so it's not going to uh, get It is relatively mid. chilly, but this is, this is surprisingly deep underground, so it's insulated decently. It probably didn't freeze. It's been winter, but it is, this is spring now. It so. is still fairly cold down here, so it's not nearly as bad as it could be. It could be substantially worse, but Party, what is the plan here? I guess we we're gonna, gonna stack up like we did. Well, no, well, we gotta we go talk, talk to, to the, the captives. Yeah. Because now we can actually understand them. Oh, that's right. 
So the group of you make your way up to the two cinder claws, who also just have not moved. It doesn't look like they've had a whole lot of opportunity to. Over the night, uh, both of them appear to have wiggled some amount of their bondage. The rope's still holding them decently well, but they have created a lot of pockets in the tarps that are wrapped around them. It's much more loose in places. Uh, for the aggressive gagged one, significantly more noticeable. Uh, he appears to have struggled quite furiously against his bondage, uh, his bonds. But Do you guys smell something down here? I, I don't know if we thought this out very well. They've also kind of abandoned them here. <laughs> for half of a day and the evening, so mm. probably neither of them smell fantastic, no. Yeah. On the other hand, you basically wrap them in giant diapers, so yeah. it's not like <laughs> it could be worse. Well, I suppose let's go on ahead and get this started. This is a new blessing. I'm not sure how well it's going to work, but I suppose let's give it a try, and I will... Uh, channel the power of Saren Ray through my vocal cords, my ears, and just the majority of my head, bringing new understanding <laughs> the of the language. The general part of the, mm-hmm. of the cleric. Bringing new understanding of the language of Mwangi to myself. So what what are you doing here? Casting Comprehend Languages. So what is, okay, that's, what exactly does Comprehend Languages do in second edition? I can understand a chosen language. Okay. I cannot understand codes, ciphers, or secret languages spread through that language without under being, being able to it's decipher just, it's it. Co- it's still coded, it's yeah, still it's not going to reveal that to you. And later on, it will give me the ability to speak and farther understand the language. But for now, it's only... So you can't, you still can't speak Mwangi. You but can I can just understand, understand Mwangi. Yes. Alright, that's interesting. I'm glad I asked, because uh, that is a an interesting change in first edition. So with later this, on, it, it becomes tongues. With yeah, with heightened. Yeah. So for now, though, you will be able to, if they are speaking Wangi, which it seems like they are, under and it's not some crazy dialect, you'll be able to understand what they're saying. But you still will have no real great way to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So and I you, do have to pick the language when I cast right. the spell. But yeah, we know Wangi. Mm-hmm. So what do you do then? I'm going to look at Dalrin and say, "Would you please speak to them in Draconic again?" And I'll tell you what he was saying. Of course. We'll try to roughly translate this out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to um, speak a draconic phrases that that sound like something that would be preached as opposed to just conversational draconic if such a thing exists really. Um, from Dalren's investigations he's not entirely sure conversational, okay. conversational draconic is actually draconic a thing. may not be a thing. Yes, certainly not in the formal language of dragons, maybe like the the rudimentary like cobalt dialects yeah, they've got stuff, but Zirkin Snuggles may have Zark- some bits of conversational draconic. Yes. Um so uh he uh he, I'm going to uh again nice one who's who who, who apparently it, it likes to talk uh and not bite you. Um uh I'll um kind of loom over him again with the the draconic superiority to inferior uh, and he'll he'll use that conjugation as he speaks Um, and he'll say go forth and spread the word of Dahak to all who you see kind of thinking that they've heard something similar to in the past and the one who's gagged at this point starts as you all come down here starts speaking draconic again just starts lashing 
furiously wiggling inside of his thing, mm-hmm. just generally throwing a tantrum uh, for about four seconds before he just falls still again and sits there. And the other one looks up at you and just continues to reply in a language that means nothing to you, but Rur can now understand. We have done our best. We came here in Legion, but I do not understand. Why are we bound? How have we failed? Are you Cinderclaw? Of, of course, just as he's absolutely talking, bewildered. I would be translating. We have done everything. We have followed every tenet. We have followed every command. We were defeated, but is this a test? Hmm. I think it might be okay to untie this one. At least for the sake of having civil conversation as best we can and possibly getting more out of him. No, he seems to be... uh, I I, I disagree. I I think that the superior and inferior relationship that we've established here uh, is actually what's making him so willing to speak. Uh, Perhaps we should keep it in in this vein for at least a little bit longer. So it seems as though he believes us because possibly we have some command of draconic language in our hands that we are cinder claws and or at least are superiors to him particularly because we're acting that way uh he interrupts you please emissaries we have done all we can so at this point um it seems it might be good as to try to dig a bit further as to specifically what they're trying to do um try to make some gestures that are really all-encompassing um, see if you can get him to act like you're displeased with him in some way. See if he can get you can get him to explain himself. So uh, I'm going to approach this one again, um, and uh, in Draconic again, uh, your mission, and he'll sweep around this place. You've been here in the dark for a week, and he'll hold up a finger for each day that they were down here. And what do you have to show for it? Nothing. And he, watching all of this, very engaged in whatever you're trying to communicate here, he just, again, replies, I do not, I do not understand. I do not have the wisdom of Malarunk. I do not speak the tongue. I have not been so blessed. What do you want of us emissaries? Would I recognize that name? You would not know. Would I recognize it with Mwangi? Um, neither of you. You would recognize that it is like a, a Mwangi-styled name, mm-hmm. but uh, you aren't sure what. And uh, he continues, We have tried! We have tried to free Gludvard's Malarunk! But we are trapped here as he is below! I cannot understand you, emissaries! Maybe he's talking about some sort of ancestor that's down in the crypt that they're trying to get out. Not the crypts. The crypts are to our south. They'd have no issue getting there. Gludrudge, or whatever this may be, uh, is below. Glud Possibly on. I'm sorry? Gludvarge. Gludvarge. Gludvarge Malarunk. Very, very distinctive. Uh, perhaps in the uh, Deadlands. I don't believe so. I believe they're on the basement below us. Um, 
which might also explain some of the directions they were digging in. Yes, 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 no. Remember, there's a second basement below this one, but the stairs collapsed. Um, maybe. that's possible where they could be going. And maybe if we take the below route, maybe it wraps around and leads there. Uh, doubtful. Well, we might get lucky. You never know. Um, the uh, construction, the architecture of this place, from what I recall, from my study of it, is not traditional. It does things that you wouldn't expect. Certainly Tyrannus uh, seemed uh, at least a bit puzzled and by its layout. Again. Emissaries, please! We have done all that is asked of us! Gludvarge Malarunk led us through the flaming portal! To bring the glory of Dahak to the lands beyond. What have we done wrong? How have we failed you? Portal? Hmm. So it they it did is, come through a portal. It is actually down there, like the um What was the Alchemist Apprentice name? Alceta's ring. What Kalmont said. Kalmont, yeah. Kalmont. Yeah. Like, I also blanked on that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> he Alceta's ring is real? A portal exists. That Capable of transport. It would definitely explain the existence of jungle creatures in the middle of winter. Oh. Oh, we have to go down there and find it. Perhaps it is not actually jewelry. I don't think it is. I think it's a, maybe some sort of incantation or some sort of rune set or some sort of magical set of devices or inlays that connect to different places. Yeah, it could simply be a circle, circular portal, perhaps. Uh, there, there have been uh, things of this nature. Very well. Um, uh, Dalren, uh, again, uh, drawing himself up. Uh, silence! And I'm sure they've heard that before. Um, <laughs> really probably get that one. Check <clears throat> uh, my notes. Again, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, so I'm terribly sorry. Uh, we will free Galadraj Malharak. You will stay here. And, uh... And, uh... That's, uh... He didn't understand that one. So he continues... Would I be able to use the words that he's been saying back to him to say... You... I'm gonna say with comprehend languages, you're hearing it as if he's speaking common. Okay. So you're not making a connection. It's not like you're not getting any more understanding of Longy from this. It's okay. just basically being magically translated as it gotcha. comes through to you, which is why code and stuff still doesn't work out. Um, Resme is going to look at him and go <laughs> and he looks at you and he looks back to, to Dalren here <laughs> just continues his, he, he doesn't say anything. He just looks back and forth a few times. It'd probably be good to give him some more food. Yeah. Um, um, probably again, some, not for that one. It looks like fruit. he really wants to strap his bonds. I'll give him some dried fruit. And uh, I mean, he will absolutely- And if some water. View him in, in front of him, you hold this before him, he will ravenously tear into this. He doesn't have like his hands or anything for you, but he will just pull the whole thing in his mouth and eat it and swallow it whole. Like he, is utterly unbothered by the state of it or if there's seeds or cores or anything he's not supposed to eat. He is clearly very, very hungry. We did feed him last this, night. But yeah, you did feed him, but still, I mean, yeah. you fed him last night, but he's, you fed him last, like, late afternoon. And I'll make sure he has water, too. 
gonna put like a little bowl just kind of next to him that he can mm -hmm. lay down. Yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> I do think it would be okay to untie this one. No. I don't think it's a good idea. He could get into mischief, and uh, besides, I, I don't think there's anything to be gained from untying him. As he continues, I, I don't understand, emissaries. Have you not been sent by the half-dragon, by the prophet? I don't recognize you, but I recognize your tongue. The half-dragon? Gludvarge Malarunk will reactivate the hunter gate so we can reunite with the rest of our clan. But I don't understand. I, I am not blessed with the tongue. Please, what must I do? Um, with uh, Alcedon lore, would I know what the Hunter Gate is? Well, roll me, roll me one. Roll me a, a lore Alcedon. Going to be a hand you this silver thingy. I will take your session roll, thank you. You are welcome. I'm hoping that people aren't redeeming for like hero points and I just don't see that on my phone because I'm almost positive this was the setup I had in the first place and people could redeem it fine. Uh, 16. Uh, with a 16, you would know that a Hunter's Gate very well could refer to a portal. Uh, way way back when, when this elven pantheon with Alcida and all of this was just like their main form of worship, even like pre-Earthfall, way back when. There were some gates that Kalmont also kind of referred to, and that these gates were long, like a long-range transportation. They were basically standing portals that you could just walk through like a doorway for one country to a different one. Um, and Hunter's Gate, that name in particular, does not ring anything to you, but it certainly fits with what you put together so far as what may have been the name of a portal. And the fact that he knows not only, not only they appear to have used it, but even understand it is somewhat concerning. Um, Resme will relay all of that to you. Um, you will see her looking very, very concerned, like almost grave. Mm -hmm. These well, are ancient magics that have been around since the history of this this world. It doesn't make any sense that they would have any comprehension of it whatsoever. I don't understand what's going on. Well, clearly this uh, the half strange dragon. named half dragon. We're uh, gonna seems call to him a... GM. Wait, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, but uh, Gludrudge, Ma, <laughs> you want to just tell it to me again? I'm calling him Gludvarge. Gludvarge. Varge. Just put it in all caps. You'll get it. Malarunk. Nope, calling him Mal. This is what he has said to you. <laughs> Malaruk. Runk or Ruck? Malarunk. Malarunk. So. Uh, apparently he's the. There's a challenge of note taking. I know, right? A name that does not in any way translate to English and seems to be nearly random syllables. <laughs> I'm curious that. Uh, so it seems as though uh, this um, 
uh, that the cult leader is the one who knows how to activate the ring, and he did not share this information with his followers, uh, possibly because they don't have the capacity to understand, or he doesn't trust them, or both. Um, but it also seems as though he is trapped, um, as for what they said, trying to free him. So it seems as though uh, that when the stairs collapsed, uh, he may have been trapped on the bottom floor. Um, hopefully the architecture is as strange and at the same time amenable as we may suspect, and through the crypts we may find a way to the lower levels. Um, if that's the case, then I think we'll be in good shape. If he's trapped down there, wouldn't he just turn the gate back on and go back? One would think. Uh, there must be something stopping him, uh, or at least uh, it could be that they're simply operating under a misapprehension. Maybe he was crushed in the, of the in the burial in the stairs, much as his dragon dog pet was. Well, there's only one way to find out. I know, Esfis. Oh. I know there's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing, but they're getting to it. But if we see more of this type of symbolism, I think I'll be able to have some sort of rudimentary understanding of it from my studies, at least. And uh, Tyrannus wasn't really participating in this. Just shakes his head a bit. I, I do not understand any of this. So, Hanite citadels do not contain any portals. I have no transit, no transportation. Do you not think if such a thing was available, I would simply have done that to get here? It appears that this particular fortress might have been built because of the existence of this portal. Hmm. That would explain why they went through such trouble to come all the way out here. It would make a lot of sense. These portals are powerful. It. It's a curious... Perhaps they uh, lost the ability if, to use if it. If this is a teleportation network of some kind, that, that has near infinite value. Well, only if you know how to use it. Perhaps or... the Hell Knights discovered its existence, but not its use. It could be that they were researching it here, and it could also be that someone else figured out how to use it first mm -hmm. in such a way as to make staying here dangerous. That would be my apprehension. But we would have records of this. this not necessarily. Such a thing would surely be classified. Imagine the embarrassment. So many, so many gold crowns worth of men and materials spent for no gain. It would be very embarrassing for whosever idea it was. And it would explain the sudden loss of interest in such a grand fortress. I... My people also went through great pains to keep such things a secret from their enemies. Zadlikta knew of my intent to come here. If, if such a thing existed, surely he would have told me. Even if he knows about it, perhaps it was even above his pay grade, so to speak. Uh, possibly, but uh, with a Lictor and a Marlictor here, uh, I would think that the rank wouldn't be an issue. Moreover, it could simply be that he didn't expect that you would find it or learn about it. Uh, certainly, uh, a strange series of events had to happen for us to be aware. Well, if I'm to understand the situation correctly, had the Cinder Claws not collapsed the stairs, I would have simply waltzed down into the portal chamber. It might not have necessarily been active. You wouldn't have understood what you were looking at. You definitely would not have understood what you were looking at. Well, also, we are speculating quite a bit. Uh, perhaps as we explore, we'll learn more. Yeah, we probably better go look. I mean, there's not not much else we can learn here. Can we're looking for a ring, and we're going to find one. We're going to find a much grander ring than we expected. Going to find portals. This is so exciting! I cannot. Oh, sorry. Mm. Well, it, not to mention the Draconic Clergy. Uh, this is fascinating. It's actually rarer than you might think. Most Draconic cults are simply I'm emulation practices. Master, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And the uh, the one 
of the Cinder Claws that you had left a bowl of water for is just at this point trying to get his little alien. He has a simian face. It's not particularly well built for trying to drink out of a bowl while his entire body is bound. So he's trying to do it without drowning himself and uh, running into some amount of difficulty, it seems. So he's he's stopped talking for the time being. I'm going to uh, grab my water skin and remove the gag off the other one and at least give him water. As you open it up, he doesn't say anything other than just to glare at you, but not super willing to die if there's tear will ter- certainly take water from you. Um, it may be wise to re-gag that one. Um, yes, the, when I'm done. Yeah, it just it, we wouldn't want him poisoning our cooperative companion with ideas such as we aren't who he thinks we are. Exactly. So he gets a drink, he gets re-gagged. Mm-hmm. You can lay here and be sad. We'll figure out what to do with you eventually. Hey, get that portal working. We just <laughs> Yeah, just send them Yeet. back. <laughs> be free! <laughs> Master Dolren? Uh, yes, Resume. Thank you for teaching me and helping me learn more. Of course, of course. Uh, certainly it's not something I'm used to, but you're an apt student, so a joy to teach. Really? She'll kind of glow at you a little. Well, you've come I quite a long way. Perhaps we should keep our minds on the task at hand. This is oh, the long are, walk to the other yeah. side of the hallway. If there are not only more of these cultists, but whatever passes as their leader still left before us, we need to be prepared for a fight. And the necromantic wards of your ancestors. Speaking of being prepared for a fight, Tyrannus, how are you feeling? Are you in tip-top shape yet? Fine now, my face is sore, thanks to the cube. I certainly hope there are no more of these oozes, but otherwise. I just want to make sure everyone's prepared in case we do encounter undead. I'm good to go. I can't imagine that could be an issue. The, the kobolds, they opened the crypt and nothing happened. They didn't take anything from the crypt, but... Uh, I think as we were afraid of, uh, the Cinder Claws may have disturbed quite a bit more than the Kobolds did, and as much as our Kobold friends seemed eager to help, I wouldn't necessarily trust them to be reliable witnesses. But still, in such a situation, if the crypts were being robbed, they would stand in defense, strike down the intruders, and lay themselves to rest. They do not simply stand around waiting for explorers to bumble into the crypt again. No. That's what a shame. the purpose of that? Well, certainly not. I mean, I entertaining at parties. If nothing has made sense so far in Citadel Altarian, let's hold that one thing to be constant. Ha! <laughs> well said. Was that sarcasm? Well uh, possibly just relaying a pattern in recent events. But he is not wrong. Very well. Like we were before? That too. Down the stairs. Perhaps so straight, across. Yeah, straight across. Straight across. Straight across out of the first of the entryways here. Treat this the same as we did the other half. So you still have these these three weird little angled hallways. And as you make your way down once again, they end in a door. Just as absolutely all of them have done previously. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, symmetry seems to be holding true here. Seems to be. Making this at least a little bit simpler. And as this simple wooden door creaks open, as we're exploring here, we're sticking with our same exploration actions, recalling mm-hmm. knowledge, scouting, yep. um, shield. raising your shield, searching, and detecting magic. 
Yeah. Then uh, let me fix the camera for the forty-fifth time, and you can almost do it without looking. Actually, at this point. <laughs> well, what I've gone to at this point is I've just left the mouse so it is on that button, so I just have to find the mouse and click it twice. Mm. I, I barely, it's, it's fortunately a relatively easy fix. It's just irritating that I have to do it every literally five minutes. But I I don't understand why, of all things, not only has the problem re reappeared, it has gotten 40 times worse than it's ever been yeah. with absolutely no changes other than removing what I was pretty sure was the source of the issue before last week. Oh, well. Anyway... This gives way into exactly what you were all probably expecting. Crypts. This is very clearly a crypt. Uh, though this is not occupied by rows of notches in the walls or racks of tombs or anything. Uh, in the center of this room, there are simply four large monuments uh, looming in the shadows with only your light sources to illuminate them. Uh, each with prominent carvings of black-winged angels and assortments of stylized pentagrams across their forms. Each of them has a burnished bronze plaque set into the floor in front of them. And atop the northern wall next to you as you come in, uh, the words Sepulchre of the Nail are carved in a very thick relief directly into the stone of the wall itself. Mm. Alright. Um, as the door opened, you would detect magic. Hmm. There's some sort of ambient magic in here. Rur, do you want to take a stab at trying to figure out what it is? I believe we could figure that out. It shouldn't be too difficult. Tyrannus, so, do you have any clue as to what it might be? If it's in the crypts, I don't want to disturb it. Zergir, I would assume. These must have been high-ranking her knights of the order, and most are interred with items of significance to them. Frequently weapons, suits of armor. Well, disturbing those would trigger the wards, would it not? Uh, furthermore, uh, perhaps that magic you detect is the wards. Possible. That's why it would be nice to distinct between the two. That's a very that clever also... argument for grave robbing, Rur. I don't want to touch the graves. I want to find the wards. I don't want to disturb the wards. I'll go with it. Not enough. So, would Reed Aura go through the crypt? Reed Aura, would, it is an object that you can identify. So, if there so were I have to things. Hold it. Yeah, well, you don't have to hold it, but you have to be able to identify it. So, if, like, hypothetically, there was a body with a weapon and armor in the crypt, you couldn't read Aura without opening the crypt because you. A, line of effect is a thing. And B, you don't even know it's in there. Okay. So you can't read Aura. You can't use it as, like, a narrow down the area. You can't read Aura, the crypt, and everything in it. Yeah. It, is, it is one particular object. So you could read the, the uh, Sepulchre itself, which is not magical. Um, but if you stand here for a minute and take in the room with it, uh, nothing that you can see would appear to have any kind of a magical Aura to you. Okay. Well... If taking a, a minute to purposely scan the room and see if I find anything and nothing appears, I'm going to make the educated decision that it's likely gear that is inside of the crypts, and it's best that we leave it be. Indeed. Let's continue, then. I don't want to accidentally walk over a ward and suddenly we have undead hell knights trying to kill us. 
that would be something to avoid, yes. Um, before we turn that Still. corner up ahead, um, dear Resume, could I borrow your mirror again? Of course. And you can see, of course, that this uh, this rectangular room here to your left as you enter doesn't have a door so much. It's just a massive arched stone awning that leads further into the crypts to where certainly the second of the hallways, if the understanding of the basement's layout is to be kept with, would have led to directly. Okay. Uh, Ugh, I look awful. Oh, take it away. It's just the lighting, I assure you, my dear. Um, and uh, Dalren's going to slide up to that corner right ahead and just kind of peek around it just to see if there's anything, any movement or anything that he can detect. So who's got the light on them at the moment? Uh, Dalren has light Dalren has on him. Dalren has light, right. Jeez. For some reason, I figured, out the, I figured out the problem. It's when I toggle it on, it goes into Omega Wombo mode until I move the token, uh, which is what has continued causing me so many problems. Can we call it Omega Wombo mode from now uh, on? I'd be offended if you didn't. Thank God. Omega Wumbo mode. Mm -hmm. But Wumbology. now that I know that, that's a very easy fix. I just have to move the token very briefly. So Rur and Dalren are the two that have light on them, right? Mm -hmm. You were the two that would be uh, bearing this. The light bearers. Yes. All right, so I can just make sure we've got light in all of the right places here. And Esphus does not have it. Although the good news is that Arkenforge here does make it incredible. And Buddy does not have it right now. Arkenforge does make it incredibly easy to toggle who does and does not have light. So I'm super thankful for that after roll 20s. Very slow, massively laggy. I have to open the token like and then token, I have to open its me. settings and then I have to go to the lighting tab and then I have to change a number and then I have to two save numbers. changes. Two numbers and then I have to save changes instead of just, I click the it light button on the token. It remembers the light ahead previously and it's just a, literally a toggle, it's so easy. So, as you peer up to this corner here, uh, you do, of course, have your light on you. And I will just move us down a little bit to represent what you can see here. Okay. Uh, peering around the corner, you can look into a much larger uh, main crypt area, it seems. Uh, the southern wall of this hallway that, just like the entryway, is extending off into the darkness before you to the east, hmm. has a huge relief carving that you can only see the right side of, uh, but you can see a series of concentric rings of spikes of spines of some kind around something. You can't see what the center of that is quite yet. Okay. And the flooring, once you get to the center of that hall, is a rack of flagstones that appear to be engraved with something on their tips, or on their tops, or from this distance you can't read what they are. Hmm. Fairly safe assumption. Uh, they look like they come out of the floor, they're quite possibly, uh, or almost certainly, rather, the caps of smaller graves right. instead of the floor itself. Hmm. There is another hallway leading down to the south, to your right, as you peer around this corner with the mirror, that you can barely make out where that could lead. But it's a much smaller, near-rectangular doorway leading into an area that looks like it opens up beyond. And no, uh, but n no movement or nothing. You don't, but you don't see any actual movement or anything, no. Huh. Seems, seems relatively clear. Shall we go look around? Yes, I think so. So it is as I told you. These wards, if they even still functioning based on what you told me from upstairs, they are quite simple in function. 
Zave would have no reason to interact with us if we have done nothing to trigger them. Oh, oh excellent. Um, I want to go uh, take a look at the symbols that are on the ground. So you want to head into the room mm-hmm. as where you're going? Yeah. I assume Buford's probably mm-hmm. coming. And Tyrannus would stop back here in front of these as well. Tyrannus would definitely want to have a look at these larger sepulchres. sepulchres. Esven, where are you going? I would want to come into the main room. Okay, so you come with everybody else here. Esses? Um, I'll stand next to Tyrannus, not looking at the sepulchres, but just kind of putting myself in the middle Taking to keep a watch. Mm-hmm. And as you look down uh, across these, each of these labels, they all appear to be massively intricate nameplates, uh, denoting who is left within here interred. Uh, the first of which is the Mistress of Blades, Marina Delphine. Second, the Master of Blades, Max Vaselli. Max with two X's. <laughs> and then the Paraviker and the Paralictor, Matthew and David Holden. Tyrannus, do any of those names sound important or familiar to you? Well, these are all very high titles. The Master of Blades and the Mistress of Blades are the order of an entire unit of the order of the nail. They are the second highest ranking members there is. So, Citadel Altarian was a place of great importance for them not only to have come here, but to be interred here. And of course, Paralictor and Paravike are higher ranking roles than any cedar in Citadel Vraid. And uh, he, as you're reading this, he actually kneels down uh, on one knee, almost reverently, and just with one gauntlet brushes a bit of the dust off of the third of these, the Paraviker, David Holden. As these names I'd only vaguely recognize from my studies. <laughs> I admit I am not a spectacular student. Hmm. Maybe this place was more important than even you believed. Well, if it does turn out that this circle was here as we were thinking, then it would make sense for such high-ranking individuals to have been here. And he's uh, still looking at this as the group of you in the front here move a little further into the chamber. And with that, as your light presses farther forward, you reveal standing shapes. Mm. What look to be people kitted in simple armor. Simple but uniform. Breastplates, greaves, gauntlets, very similar to what Tyrannus has on himself. They are completely motionless, like statues, but they are standing kind of scattered throughout the hallway in no particular organization. This way? Tyrannus, uh, that thing you said about the dead not just standing around? And, uh, as you say that, and what, what do you have the light on here? It's like a it's my glove. Yeah, your yeah. glove. To hold this forward, you reveal more and more of these racked backwards. You hear a voice hiss out from the darkness. Formations! Franks forward! Hold the line! And all of the bodies, the suits of armor, rattle to life and animate, turning towards you. Swords and shields prepared. Oh, wow. Tyrannus! Tyrannus? That certainly would have gotten everyone's attention, <laughs> to be certain. And with that, we'll hold on. I see you with the D20. You got the D20 cocked and ready. <laughs> hold off on that, because I think before mm. we begin, 
we should quite possibly take our midstream break. break here. Good plan. I really do have to pee. Yeah, I also really have to pee. So that's <laughs> not <laughs> not <laughs> my tiny, sad, childlike bladder will make sure that we take a break. Welcome back, everybody, and we are diving right in here to a very unfortunate situation involving a whole bunch of skeletons. So here's a whole bunch of generic tokens. Oh, yeah, there they are. Skeletons will come in the future. And I'm going to need a lot of initiative traders. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance to the audience here, because with my current initiative tracking system, you're not going to be able to see... Holy crap, the camera's still working. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to see the entirety of our initiative table because it's going to go like you're here. <laughs> it's our first big old mass battle. But what is standing before you now, thanks to Paizo's super awesome little bestiary cards, Ooh. I can put this up here, and it has the full art on the front of it. So it you guys can see exactly what it looks like. But they are skeletons. These well, look very much like what you had met upstairs, uh, in that they're piles of bones that are standing up that have no crazy distinguishing features or anything, but these ones are, of course, kitted in arms and armor, unlike the prisoners you had fought on the first level, who had nothing but their clawed hands to scrabble at you with, and barely even that because they sort of disappeared instantly under the withering holy light of Serenray. Do you want to put it uh, on the other side of Jin? Over here. So that we can see. It's gonna be kind of this. Okay. I may uh put it down here. Itself. I don't have to keep it up here. I suppose I can just show you and put it back down, uh, or I could just leave it here so I can look at it because it has stats on it that are nice. I well, can hold that for you. Put it next to Jen. I mean, it's not like Derp can see that far. Yeah, I actually can't read any of that. It's true. I suppose <laughs> I could put them all the way. Well, then you'll. That's true. I'm very sure. not good eyesighted. <laughs> very not good eyesighted. You should know that I can see through parts. Okay. Well. That's how yeah, you that's always like beat. Even, <laughs> act, even actively trying to read that, I could not tell you a single number or letter on that card. That's impressively bad eyesight, comrade. You have should you go to an him, optometrist. Have you seen him trying to read dice that are in so, front of him? <laughs> let's get some initiatives here. All right. Uh, now, I imagine everyone, as the light just revealed these and they came to action, is going to be rolling perception. I don't think there's any other real opportunities here so and we get plus one because yeah, plus one because esvis is scouting he was standing back there at the ready and maybe would have just barely seen that come out of the dark this first buddy uh i get 16. ready Rrr. 25. esvis 24. you got one up boy all right 19. You're probably going to want to move me like way farther over because there's going to be a lot of skeletons yeah, in here. Yeah, I imagine skeletons are probably not going to beat these rolls. So I'm going to put these way over here. I'm going to put you 19 way over here. Resume. 12. <laughs> over so I'm going to put you pretty far over well, you here. Were, you can barely see He's them. He's got a chance. You are. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Believe in the you that believes in me. Buddy, what'd you get? 16. Oh. <laughs> Tyrannus is in the middle of the board. Moving up in the sorry, world. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Your boy got you. you. Yeah, no, no, my arm was just blocking it. Uh, so everyone could just see fur. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hi, I hope you like the view. <laughs> 
too. Oh well. Not a huge problem. There's What's a thing down there. there. It's those are just extra pinks. I don't know where my orange two is. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know where it ended up. That's fine. Squids, Squids ate it. Squids ate it. So. Uh, what did you get, Espus? Uh, 24. Were you at 26? 25. Uh, whoa. Ooh. Them some celerity bones. He's fast. Bulletin 2, Dalren, you were... 19. It's going to be a 3, because I don't know where the 2 is. It's because we can't see the 2, is what it is. The light only goes so far. It's, it's when you can't see the two, you know it's coming so for you. Then, I can actually bring these in a little ways. But I'm just going to have the horde of skeletal soldiers all just kind of together. Here. For mm -hmm. sake, so I don't have to put 27 more mischief tickers up here. It's a lot of skeletons. They yeah. have bones to pick with us. So, as this begins... As they reveal themselves, this first uh, skeleton here, you hear giving orders and rasping out in a rattling common. Uh, not speaking any... There is a language of the dead. There is, of course, infernal. He is speaking clear as day common, commanding the skeletons around him forward from the darkness. Hmm. Rare. I'm just gonna hold... There's nothing directly in front of me. I'm not ready to pounce on him quite yet. All right, Esphus. Well, I will get this party started then. And the most forward of skeletons here, I will hunt prey. Okay. And then I will use Hunter's Aim, which is two actions to ignore any cover, just in case. Alright, so all these graves here on the map are set into the floor, so it's basically an empty hallway. So we'd have soft cover from the fact that Keeper and Dalren are in the way. But there's nothing up in the hall that's blocking him. So it is just a plus one that he's got from your teammates, basically. Okay, um. Oh, you foul tempter, you. Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring Dedeka. Um, so I'll do, the, I'll do the hunted shot for one action. Okay. Okay, so. First shot. Uh, 25. 25 will hit. And second shot is a flat 10. 10 will not hit. Okay, so. Shot is five points of damage. So as you hit with this arrow, and hit is a word that I use kind of judiciously here. He is an upright skeleton. Uh, your arrow pierces through his ancient armor, but just pierces straight through. Uh, coming out of the back, losing most of its force and tumbling to the ground, it's just passed through the bones inside and dealing only a single point of damage. And also, Arcadus here has cashed in to give a hero point to Dalren, which Ooh. is a reminder that has been the GP system has been moved to the bottom left corner of your chat. There is the channel points down there, which you generate just from watching any show on this channel, from bonuses from being subscribed or following. And it is... It is now just intrinsically linked to Twitch. There's no external thing running this. At any time, any of you can give a hero point to any of these fine players here, or a villain point to myself to do bad things to them with. I'm going ahead and uh, step back in. So you want to step in, Andreas? You still got yeah. an action left. And I'll take a third shot. Okay. 
uh, for even less. So no, all miss. There those two last two miss. Do you have low light? You're an elf, right? You have low light. Yes, I have low light. Okay, vision. that's what I think. I was just double checking because they're they're like on the edge of the torch light, so they're in dim light. But you ignore that. Uh, all right, so Rur then seeing these arrows fly forth. All right, something you wouldn't expect to need to use in the crypt. I'm going to channel <laughs> divine reach to push disrupt undead out there far enough to reach one of these skeletons. I'm going so to the hit the one right front and center is the one that you hit, Correct. right? And he's taking one damage. I'm going to hit the same one to make Asbus right. feel a little better about his damage. Thank you being subscribed and speaking of uh, channel points. Holy crap, Miko, Rems, quick shout out for the five gift subs. Thank you. Wow. That's pretty neat. Uh, and does that hit or does he make a saving throw? Makes a save. Okay, what? Uh, Basic fortitude. Basic fortitude. What's your DC, buddy? 19. He critically failed. <laughs> Woo! He's he is, enfeebled. Yeah, he's enfeebled one. Okay. And he takes 2d6 plus 6. Of just damage? Or? Yeah, just... it's. Oh, it's if he's undead. He just takes a bunch yeah. of damage. 2d6 plus 6. I, six. I can save you a small amount of effort and that he is most certainly exploding. Well... <laughs> all right, so he took 28 damage. Okay, yeah, see... <laughs> 5, 10, plus 4, doubled 28. Because he oh critically God. failed, so he's taking double damage from it. Yeah, the, the double 6, there was no universe he was surviving that one. <laughs> so, uh, without, before he even got to the dice. So, this first one here with the disrupt undead just. Look at that arrow, it's just shatters. so much. It just explodes. Uh, bones flying throughout the room as this spell racks it, and its skull ratchets back in a soundless scream before seriously just shattering bones forcefully against the stone walls here. Uh, hard enough to chip some of the ancient stone and away and scratch across the walls in the area around you. This does not seem to bother the I'm just going to look at my left skeletons. hand like I was not <laughs> expecting that to happen. But it works. Siren Ray compels you! Bam! Siren Ray is like stepping in on Osmodius's turf. She's motivated. And uh, that's, oh, that's three actions. Because Reach is an extra. Right. Uh, Metamagics are an extra action now. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to Dalren. All right. So um, <laughs> we'll just say that the other time spent for my, my round was me just looking in, in awe at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> So Dalren, having recently pilfered the Hell Knight's armory, uh, he's going to rummage around in my bag and pull out a flask of uh, lesser alchemist fire. And I'm just going to chuck that thing right down the hallway to blast into the middle of the ranks. So that's a throne range increment of 20. 20. So you were going to be right into third. I think they're a little over 40 away from you. 5, 10, 15, looks 20, like I'm in the, at the oh, end yeah, of the second. Third, if you want to hit the one there, the one there on the right in the front, yeah, you are in the second. So you'd be taking a minus two for that throw. I will do that. So, <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's a three on the die, so that's gonna be a grand total of 11. Uh, 11 is going to miss, but it's not going to critically miss, uh, which means he is still going to take the splash damage. Excellent. Um, this is an alchemist fire, and uh, the bones and the old metal of the armor, none of which is even remotely flammable, mm -hmm. does seem to largely resist it, and it's just, slightly phased by the, the heat itself being able to do a little bit of damage to the thing. In the flash of the fire, can I see where that uh, commander skeleton happens to be? Uh, oh, it's 
I don't think an alchemist fire is particularly bright. It's more like napalm. It's like hot liquid. It's not actually putting off any light. Okay. It's alchemically hot. Fair Rather enough. than for being actually burning. Alchemist's fire is better than this fire, kind of. That's fair. Yeah, okay. when, it, when it lights stuff on fire, it's because it's... Yeah. Heating it up. Well, if they, if it catches fire, they yeah. certainly put out light. But uh, if they critically succeeded here, I think even his normal hit would set him on fire. And for my third action, the monocle comes off. Oh, he rages. And <laughs> lightning crackles up about him. I love that the monocle comes off when you get mad. It makes me so happy. Um, but uh, I'm going to keep the lightning away from my weapons. All right. And so I'm only going to get plus two damage, and it's not going to go all lightning. Fair enough. So... As that explodes in the front line here, you hear another certainly distinct voice calling out, Our duty does not end in death. Forward! And the bones pull together from around the room to stand back up from the skeleton that Roar had obliterated. Hmm. Is he still enfeebled? I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm unsure if dying removes the enfeebled condition, but I'll give it to you. Tyrannus, hearing all of this, turns around, uh, standing up quickly, uh, reaching back for his halberd he'd laid on the ground as he was inspecting his sepulchers, and sees down the hall what we're facing. And he takes a step almost tentatively forward but stops and holds himself, blade out in hand towards the undead, but doesn't say anything and doesn't, certainly does not rush forward into battle. But. Well, I'm going to um, wait right here for these. Uh, well, actually, you know, yeah, there's a lot of squishy people behind me. Um, I'm going to, I've got a hammer, I'm going to draw out that silver hammer. Okay. So I, uh, loop one hammer, draw out my silver hammer, because that's a throne hammer. I'm just gonna yuck that thing down there, and, This um, is a light hammer, that's not a war hammer, yeah. you can just pitch that thing. Yep. What's the throwing range on that, is it 20? Uh, 20. Okay, so you... Since you are on the... Oh, well, now this one in front has been raised again. It's very convenient. He is within the second range increment, so you can certainly <laughs> throw that at a minus two. Okay. Uh, oof. Oof. I am not good at throwing hammers, actually. It's really dark. And that's a two on the die, which would be an 11. Uh, an 11 is certainly going to miss. Uh, as you pitch this hammer down, as it's coming back together, and it just clatters loudly across the floor in the back. I'm going to take Sounding out my like war hammer again. Into a hole. Okay. Well, weird. Okay. And then I'm going to take out my Warhammer again. Wait for them to get here. <laughs> Resume also in the back here. You see Tyrannus kind of move a little forward and almost freeze, but you can hear his orders being given. You can hear the rattling bones. You can certainly hear the explosion where Bird uh, just blew one of them up immediately. Um, Resume's going to move up uh, beside Buddy. Um, and she's gonna hold because that's not within the her magical range, and she's not rushing in there. Fair enough. And with that, the skeletons rush 
forth from the darkness. Fortunately, near all of them having to use, well, all of them actually haven't used two move actions to get there. 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Forming a front line before you with their swords and shields. They've only got one action apiece to attack. Um, so there are going to be two of them focusing upon each flank here. So two coming your way, Dolren. What is your AC? AC is 19. The monocle adds plus one AC. Oh, that's pretty nice. Probably should keep it on then, I'd imagine. Uh, as they collapse, one of these is going to connect. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is not. And you are going to suffer four damage. And I look at that skeleton... And I'm like, now you see here, skeleton. You should be laying peacefully in your grave here. I don't want to be messing up things. The, the skeleton is still going to hit Dalren as he is a hell, was once a hell knight, very dedicated to his cause. That wasn't the enfeebled one, was it? Though he is, uh, no, the enfeebled one would be in the middle. Okay. So he is going to only deal a single point of damage because you are going to reduce all of it, and he is now also enfeebled too. We'll say that's the very <laughs> bottom one. So the bottom one is enfeebled too, the middle one is enfeebled one. Okay. And you take one single point of damage. It came up uh, by temporary hit points. The two on the top Swinging in towards Resme. Um, so I don't get to act because I held. You um, move. Oh, I didn't. Re oh, okay. Then can I have throw ready? Can I well, there, there, you could act after their initiative. You well, did move, but I, I would have thrown a shield up if I hadn't known that okay. I was going to be able to act. So we have, yeah. If you take any actions, you can't do it. Okay. So we'll thank say you. you have a shield up. I, yeah, that's uh, all. So I with have. the plus one, then what's your race? Yes, uh, eighteen. Eighteen. That's bad. Uh, one of them is going to hit you as well. His ancient sword dealing six damage. Um, so at this, you'll all see something really interesting happen. Um, when he comes down and connects with Resume, you'll actually see um, a ghostly image um, of someone you recognize, uh, the form of her brother, come up and bodily take the hit for her and absorb all of it. And she looks almost completely unharmed. Interesting. Probably more disturbing to the party than the skeletons who don't seem to mind <laughs> continuing to follow the orders, but neat all the same. So no real damage taken by you, actually. Correct. Just my temp. And then Buford, one of them in the middle, swinging at you. I don't believe your shield is raised. What's your AC? 19. 19 as well. He is going to miss, fortunately. You've got some pretty sturdy armor, and even without your shield up, uh, with your friends at your sides here, they can't really bring these numbers down at you like they are at Resme and at Dalren. And following this, from behind, comes forth one of the commanders. Still barking orders as he advances, a towering shield on one side with a halberd wielded in one hand pointed up forward as he advances. Circle round! Seek the mages! Flank them! And moves to a position up here, focusing his attacks towards Resme specifically. Uh, you are at 19, you said? Uh, 18. 
18. I'm the 19. Oh, you're the 19. He uh, also has to use two actions to get to you as he advances down the hallway before reaching past uh, fighting rank and file with his men in front of him in a practiced maneuver. Now, these skeletons, we fought skeletons upstairs and certainly didn't have any weapons or gear, but they seem near mindless undead, just flailing. These skeletons are fighting together as a unit. Uh, their shields kept up, forming a front at the line here. Their scimitars striking together precisely, but cautiously, not overextending as they work to outnumber their opponents here at the front and leaving space for their commander to reach through with his halberd striking. They're fighting like a drilled military unit, not like a bunch of skeletons. Mm. And this halberd is going to come down with a flash, and fortunately for you, that is going to miss. All right, that brings us to Esmus. Hunt prey on the leader. There we go. Probably an okay idea. And hunted shot and a regular shot for my remaining two actions. Okay. Let him up. First shot. 25. Uh, 25 will hit. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, volley, so minus 2. Uh, 20, yeah, 23. 23. So 23. Okay, so 23. Oh, frown. Uh, second shot misses and. for 3 points of damage. Alright, now, oddly. The commanders seem to have more substance to them. They seem to be more inside their armor than just bones. Your arrow thuds in like it would to flesh, uh, dealing full damage. Okay. And third shot. Is it three damage? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, the total is uh, it's a nineteen on the die, but with my penalties and the and the volley, uh, comes to a total of twenty. Twenty will hit. Okay. And I misspoke. The commanders don't have shields. They just have their helpers. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm really uh, For another three points of damage. All right. Does your arrows land true on him, Rur? I do I have to ask? I'm pretty sure I... I'm is, already holding the... This is, this is your moment. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> Suffer not the undead curse. May your rest be long and peaceful. For seven healing to us and damage to them. All right, so I'm going to make a bunch of will saves here uh, because half of that actually mm. does not kill. Doesn't heal. Doesn't heal our temporary. Half of these three. So, what's the DC? DC for that? 19. 19 for the uh, heal. All right. It's so, just me casting. So. Top skeleton is dead. Second skeleton is dead. Middle skeleton is dead. Oop. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> Everything is dead. Everything is collapsed. No, uh, second to bottom skeleton is dead. Alright, the whole front line <laughs> just evaporates. The whole front line collapses. Wow. Uh, every one of them being brought down by this wave of healing energy here. Betcha he feels dumb now. All collapsing <laughs> simultaneously. But as this wave overwhelms them, they shatter. They burst forcefully. And I need a reflex save from everybody on the front line here. Resume, Buddy, and Dorian. 20. Uh, I have a 14. I have a 25. 
Okay, so uh, you critically succeed. The resume will take no damage. Uh, and Dolren and Buford, you both succeed. So you will be taking half of three of the explosions that are in range of each of you. Fortunately, Resme, quick with her shield, is able to literally avoid all of it. So that will be half of this is six slashing damage to each of you from just the bones being sent blasted across you. Honestly, bones explode in my face all the time. Totally expected. What? <laughs> you fight a lot of undead then. And the commander in the back will also take some damage. <laughs> <laughs> because he is also an undead that is here. Hmm. I wonder if they would like roll one and then it kills the one next to it and then kills the one next to it. Like firecrackers. So that brings us to Dalren. All right. Well, Dalren is feeling, uh, I'm feeling rather uh, enheartened. Uh, one, because <laughs> the entire front line of skeletons went away. And two, because I was afraid that this commander guy is as resistant as his line troopers, but it's apparently not the case. Not appear to be. So, um, they didn't seem very resistant in the first place. I'm going to heft that geese arm and swing and just dig the hook of it into his neck there. All right. And give you, first put this in the jail guy. Nice Prison. Prison. The first you. of our dice goes into jail for right, the day. Let me give you a reroll token. That's a little better. That's a 20 to hit. A 20 will connect. All right, and that's going to be 4 plus 5 is 9 slashing damage. All right. 9 he will take. And uh, with this, you're battering away his ancient armor. It looks like it hasn't held up to the incredible amount of time he's been here terribly through. You're rending through it reasonably easily with mm. you, Sam. And uh, go ahead. He is he is nearly nearly stricken down. Oh wow. Right, well, that's that's heartening. Um I'll bring it around and try to hit him again. He has taken a lot so far. This this guy's taken a bunch of hits. It's not worth another one. Um, two on the die. Yeah, it was a, it's two on the die. That's going to go up to an 11 to hit. 11 not is not great. going to um, So the last thing I'll do then is uh, I'm going to drag the geese arm along the floor and just try to take his legs out from underneath him and go for a minus 10 trip attempt. Woo! Roll that 20. That's some boldness. Oh, that's a 14. 14 fails, but it's not critically fail, so that's good. you do not knock yourself down. Do I get a knowledge check on him, or is it um, just another skeleton? I, yeah, knowledge check on him. He does seem to be a bit different, a bit more Plus nine. of himself. Plus nine. I'm assuming knowledge religion on the solid Knowledge dead. religion, yes. Uh, so you critically succeed, actually. Uh, this skeleton clearly appears to have kept his sentience, obviously. He has all of his wisdom and his battlefield acumen he had in life. And he has an uncanny ability to command the rest of the skeletons. It doesn't seem like the frontline skeletons are anything different than your traditional mindless undead. It's just that this commander is somehow exerting his will upon them. Uh, almost like they're an extension of his own consciousness. Also, as you've seen, they appear to they're so connected that they appear to have the ability to stand them back up to continue battling. Uh, to continue until the day is won. Beyond that... Uh, you know he does not appear to possess the resistances of a normal skeleton. He's not resistant to any type of magic. He's not resistant to any type of damage. The only thing he is innately resistant to is what you just cannot do to an undead. So like you can't paralyze or poison him because 
he's undead. But beyond that, go nuts. What about friendship? He's not immune to friendship. Yes. So. Or positive energy, as it turns out. Another, the, another <laughs> commander makes his way down from the darkness towards the front. Uh, one hand on his halberd, one hand raising. Rise! Rise and fight, you curse! Standing the skeleton directly in front of the other commander. Back up. Oh, he's trying. And Tyrannus doesn't move. Buddy. I will move. I'm going to move. Uh, so I'm just uh, opposite of Dalrin on the other side of the skeleton. All right. And as you go to move uh, through him, the commander reaches out with his halberd to take advantage of your lapse in guard. Okay. What is your... Is it? 19. One-off critting you. Good day. Good day to be buddy. He does not critically hit you. Yes. But he is going to strike you, and his halberd is going to deal six damage. In addition, mm -hmm. as he hits, you feel like the tail end your glimpse of redemption. You feel the weight of guilt standing against the force of law that is the Hell Knight's Order of the Nail. You reconsider your actions and your okay. choices. Make me a will save. Will save. That is a 15. The 15, as your mind is racked by this doubt, you are stunned one. Okay. Which will apply immediately, meaning okay. you only have one action left. In addition, as he commands this line skeleton, the line skeleton also takes an attack of opportunity. Okay. Still, 18, uh, still 19. Yeah. Uh, he will critically succeed, actually. Oh my God. Commanded to take advantage of this opportunity. And he will hit you for, fortunately, a low roll, so only six total. Okay. But since he critically succeeded, it will disrupt your move action. Okay. So you stay there. You have one action left. Oh, I bet I'm stunned, so I can't do... Well, I can't you, act You had stunned. two actions left. You're stunned one, so you basically lose one immediately. And I guess I didn't really need to give you the card. Uh, stunned takes place immediately. Oh, okay. So you, you instantly lose one action, which leaves you with one. Okay, so I would... Um... You can um, try to move again. You're not, like, disallowed from moving. The attack opportunity just disrupted the move you were taking. A critically successful attack opportunity disrupts the action that triggered it. Yeah, you can't tell me what to do. I have my belief. I got my belief in Iomade. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to try and get around to the opposite side from uh, Dalrin. So with some pain and a lot of effort. Over to there, right? Yeah, on the opposite side of the skeleton. So that I'm flanking. They're all yeah, the, the flanking position. No, oh, the, fl the, the flanking position with Dalren here. Oh, forward. I yeah. see. The opposite side of Dalren if you think you want to go the opposite side of Dalren. Oh, no, opposite side of the skeleton from Dalren. Okay, there we go. So you move up next to the commander flanking the normal skeleton. Mm -hmm. But that is your turn. Resume. Um, resume, um, seeing the commander um, pulling up uh, undead, um, gets a determined look in her eye, and uh, her eyes will glow right. And she will yell out, Exterminato de Telmoro and Mundus, and she will cast uh, Disrupt Undead. Disrupt Undead, all right. Who's on this? the commander. On the commander. The, the front the commander? The new one or the... 
the front commander. The, front, okay. the one who the looks one like he's about to go down. Injured, yeah. Right. Go down like a punk. That's a is it a will Fort, save? Fort, Fort. save? Yeah. Fort save. Nineteen. Um, he is going to succeed. Okay. Should just be. Half yeah, it'll just be half damage. Quite sure it is. Uh, so that's uh seven. Do I add my spellcasting? Yes, you do. Oh, uh, so seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven, half of that. So he's going to take five. That rounds down, and with that, that commander collapses down to the floor. Well and truly defeated. Um, and then she'll throw up a protective shield. All right. Uh, with that, there's the one remaining skeleton who is flanked by everyone on the planet. <laughs> and uh, with this understanding, with this martial knowledge just imparted to him by his commanders, he's going to step in between Dalren and Resme, focusing his efforts still as he was commanded toward the caster. 18? 18. 18. He was going to hit. I thought you were coming for me. You, uh... You got a caster jump up on the front line. Yeah, yeah they got true. A, well, they're, they seem to be trying to focus their efforts. They're, they're fighting again Surprisingly tactically, this is commander exerting his will upon them. They're trying to bring down priority targets at a time. Uh, so that's going to hit you for six. And I would glare at him like nobody's ever glared. That's going to hit you for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, uh, this light pops out of her and seems to take the damage for her. It's level plus two. Oh, reduced, right? this is the same dude who was enfeebled in the first place. Um... Yes, right. He is actually in feebled one already, so he's still going to hit you for one. That's yeah. not going to change. That wouldn't have changed the attack roll, and it's, it's reduced from one to zero, so it's still one. So he would hit you for five, and then he goes to redemption, and he hits you for one. They are having difficulty getting through the wall that is Ioma Dice's <laughs> faith here. She's really determined And here. with one action left, and now in feebled two, he's going to swing again. He's going to love out his dream. Could you imagine hitting someone and actively getting weaker each time you hit them? Like... <laughs> well, you got a natural 20. Yeah. I still have to actually see if that is higher than your AC, though, because that might just be a regular success. So he's minus 5. With a minus 1. So that's a 19 total. 19. Okay, so it is still a critical success. Uh, but then his damage is minus 2. Which is feeble, so he's going to crit you for... Four damage! Oh, busted your well, false life. Uh, I take one damage. One, one, one real damage. HP. He's going to crit you for a whopping four. He gave you a paper cut. With this enfeebled too, as he seems to barely be able to mount an offense. Oh, jeez. Resume gets like a little cut across <laughs> her face. Esvis. Now that my prey is gone, hunt. I will hunt prey the commander in the far back. All right. And... Just drawing this, drawing arrow after arrow. Just let the volley fly. Gonna lay into this guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so first shot. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen is gonna miss. Okay, second shot. Even lower. You know what? You're all about to go in jail. What <laughs> the fill this jail? And grab Severin by accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow, bird, bird. <laughs> and the last shot. Uh, seventeen. 
You're still behaving. You two, however, are not. Alrighty, uh, that brings us to back to Roar. Well, I'm gonna give you a wild guess as to what <laughs> I'm doing. Does it involve hmm. the casting of a heal spell somewhere? It might. It might involve the casting of a heal spell using three actions. Four, nine. Hey, I'm and it hits bolt. everyone. Uh, all right, well, you once again, you re-delete the skeleton. Who gets to stand up in between pulses of positive energy? <laughs> and 30 feet is exactly enough to hit the commander in the back. Who is going to succeed? So he's going to take four. You made a save. I'm so proud of you, buddy. The commander has made a record breaking one save. Good job, man. Live the dream. Alrighty. And as you just sit back here with your holy symbol in hand, continually <laughs> channeling waves of positive energy to the room. Dalren. I am helping. <laughs> MVP, it's great. <laughs> um, all right, so this is going spectacularly well. Uh, having a uh, having a Saren right along with us is is making this significantly easier. Having one whole Saren right. It's one whole crazy. Um, Dalren's always pretty cocky, but now he's just completely confident, and he just strides into the room right up into Gisarm range. And just brings that thing so down on him. So as you move him. forward, you can see a series of these flagstone mm -hmm. tombs in the floor have been lifted and slid aside, uh, leaving holes underneath where ostensibly these skeletons had climbed forth. You can see the glimmer of Buddy's hammer in one of them. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Um, but they're all back behind the commander, so they probably won't become relevant to this battle. Is the commander standing, like next to an open one? Uh, they've all moved, like, t very forward, so the nearest one's probably 15 feet. Ah, okay, okay. Because, yeah, they had to move very forward. Even Would have been funny to kick him back in his grave, but... <laughs> <laughs> Go back to sleep! <laughs> I'll just settle for re-roll to get rid of that one. Thanks, Arcadis. Thank you, Arcadis. It's the burn. We love you. We need more hero points, Chad. The rolls are <laughs> terrible. Fortunately, we have this Cleric of Serenade, a hard carry. Not much better. That's a 14. 14's not gonna hit. Um, take a second swing. <laughs> you have failed me <laughs> the last time. That's uh, that that's that's like a like a 13. 13 definitely not gonna hit where a 14 did. You want No, I'm out of actions. I'm, I'm good. No, no, I got this one now. Yeah, you just stride forward, so that's oh, all I got. Oh, I got for now. You have a 20 showing. That might be promising. So the commander. Is simply going to strike back at you, accepting this duel, lashing out this halberd. What is your AC? 19. He is going to critically strike you. Ouch. The commanders are on a, like, even though they're they're tactical abilities are part of the skeletons, they're on another level of combat ability. These were clearly either higher ranking or just much more skilled Hell Knights in life, because he is a master with the blade. Hmm. And he is going to strike you for 24 damage. Oof. As he brings the halberd around, and you too are going to feel this weight of doubt as you stand before him and make me a will save. Hey, that's going to be a 24. Uh, 24. Fortunately, you're able to withstand and do not uh, give in to this. And he is going to lash one more time. He's also going to hit. 
with the minus five mm. and strike you for a further 10 damage. Woof. Lauren gets like, gets knocked down to a knee and kind of gets back up. And then he will step back, bracing his halberd for whoever will follow to challenge him. Tyrannus is still almost frozen here. Uh, oddly emotionless. He doesn't look like he's uh, like afraid. He just isn't moving. His hands, his gauntlets clenched around the blade of his halberd. As he almost just very gently rocks backward and forward, you can see his teeth gritted together with all of his might, and he just isn't moving. Buddy. Um, I will, I'm going to step up next to uh, Dalrin, uh, put a hand on his back as I see he's taking this, like, just incredible hit. Uh, put a hand on his back and kind of fill him with the, the, the like, mending qualities of Iomide for frontliners. <laughs> <laughs> she is here to keep her warriors alive. And I'll raise my shield. And so with your lay on hands, uh, I believe, how much health does he have? Uh, 12. 12, uh, 12 health. Oh, 12 now? Yeah, yeah. you get 12 health back now. Fancy. Roll so some able, dirt on it. We'll be able to run some holy dirt on it. I can yeah. almost take another critical hit. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, you have plus two AC. For this and you'll put your shield up. Uh, Resme. Um, Resme will uh, move up just a little bit just to get uh, in, in spell range. Okay. That's just literally a yep. little bit. Okay. Exactly. Just step um, forward, basically. And um, she will cast out another ball uh, of white light and uh, cast Disrupt Undead um, on the last commander. Alrighty, he is going to make his save, which he's going to succeed again. Fortitude quite sturdy. Uh, nine. Four more? Were those d6s? Yeah. They're d6s, yeah. And two d6s. Yeah, I thought you were for some reason. Since he is still prey, uh, the first shot I will... Uh, actually, I'll do, that for the, I'll do that for the last one. Uh, first, I'll fire the hunted shot for the two shots, and then the two actions for hunter's aim to ignore cover. All right, fair enough. So, the rapid fire... 25. 25 hits. Natural one. Natural one does not hit. You knock <laughs> off my hat one more time. <laughs> Resume, your bird. Get it. <laughs> A bird comes flying Please in the back of my Please move the head bird. <laughs> he likes you so much. One point of damage. Resume, <laughs> the bird. He runs back into quiver. <laughs> and the hunter's aim shot, this time ignoring cover. Okay. Uh, 15. 15 nope. One of these arrows landing as he steps back to square up with everyone here. Rur! All right. You see Dalren not having a great job dueling him at the front line. We're going to fix that real quick. A little blood spatter on the flagstone. <laughs> we're going to walk up behind Dalren, and we're going to take this pretty big gash in his shoulder blade, and we're just going to slap a handful of gunk in there and numb the entire thing. Some kind of salve he's pulled out of his bandolier here. Give me, are you a trained or expert? On this? Expert. Expert. Okay. He's gonna solve your problems. For a reroll, because it's not quite high enough. Get your session rerolls here. <laughs> that is exactly one higher, which is still not high enough. 
that's a 15, 16. So 16 is going to fail. His wounds are too severe. Uh, the, the holy magic that Iomedai gives Buddy was enough to cause some of his pain. But these aren't just like little slashes. He has taken some powerful hits from this halberd. It's going to take more than just some numbing agent to really make it better. His shoulder's grinding a bit. <laughs> Dalren. <laughs> and I'll uh, pop a shield up. All right, you're up, and then the commander once more. All right, uh, so Dalren, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pound my chest. As well as touching the table when that happened. Um, <laughs> the power of rage. That's how powerfully he pounds his chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that was nothing. Um, and he's going to actually um, let the let the geese arm drop, pull a javelin, and just fling it right into him. Okay. I'm not walking in that threatened area. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Nice. Right, so that's a 21. 21 will hit. All right. Thank you, Raging Thrower. Get my rage with that. Hey. Uh, so that's going to be 11 damage piercing. Solid, actually. And as you hurl this javelin dead center in him, he staggers backwards and almost loses his foot. And uh, he's going to... Um, I'm just going to hook the foot underneath the geese arm and pop it back up and catch it and ready again. He... All right, tactics, man. (laughs) (laughs) Tactics would say leave, but... Pretty sure this is a fallback situation. Just jump back down into your grave, pull the rock back over. (laughs) Turtle up. So you have been healed a pretty significant amount here. But as far as you can see, a paladin, a cleric that's devastating the front line who has put himself into range now. He is going to move up with his halberd, lunging towards Dalren. You realize the last one, but it's not towards you, it's past you. Towards Rur, behind you. 17. 17. Give me them crits, boy. Well, that was not a roll at all. Um, stop Okay, 17, 26, not going to crit you. Because of shield. He's going (laughs) to, because of shield. (laughs) And trying to get, uh, to be fair, you have light cover too, so he's two off. Ah, You need a 27. Because of the body and shield. 28. (laughs) And he's barely able to get this past here. He only hits you for five damage trying to push past your front line. And then as nobody punished his movement in, he's simply going to move back again, putting this space between you. Tyrannus takes a step forward. Again, not even putting a foot in front of the other so much as he is almost just shuffling forward. And he lets out a sound. Just... Come on! But doesn't move any further forward and doesn't do anything. Buddy. Um. I would just notice this. I wasn't paying any attention to what was going behind me at all. Um, I would just notice this and be fairly distracted by how much. Pain, it sounds like Tyrannus is in 
And I would probably also kind of freeze trying to figure out what... Because I, I can't see anything hidden him. I can't see anything after him. And I, like... There's, like, beads of sweat yeah, like on I'm his forehead. Yeah, like, I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I'm trying to, like, get a real good, like, perception. Like, I would, in character, roll perception to try and find what it was that he was being bothered with. You want to see. That's an action now. So that's, that is much more defined in second edition. Uh, you can take the seek action with perception to either look at a 30-foot cone or a, I believe it's a 10-foot burst around an area. So either a radius of like four squares or a cone, 90 degrees, that goes out 30 feet. So he's, he's only like 20 feet away from you. So you could seek that cone out towards Tyrannus to see if there's anything else. You can absolutely roll a perception. Well, I would, in character, I would for sure roll a perception because I can't figure out, like, I, he seems yeah, to be in incredible seems pain. Wrong. Yeah. Um, so the, my perception there uh, would be uh, 28, uh, not 28, 18. I was like, wow. 18. What do you got to specialize? <laughs> 18. Oh, no, that's only for initiative, so it would be 16. With the, with the 16, looking, you, you see nothing. There are, like, bones scattered all across the back end of this crypt yeah. here. Uh, a lot of them kind of heaped in piles that they've slid against the walls in this back corner where they flown past them. None of them seem to have hit him at all, much less with enough force to do any damage. Um, so then I'd raise my, like, so I'd be, I'd be looking for basically the whole turn to try to figure out, like, if we're getting flanked, if we're, like, doing something, and I'd raise my shield again. Right, Resme. Um, Resme, uh, will shout out, back to your grave, Hellmite, and, uh, dispel undead one more time, trying to take him down. He is going to, f- you're 19, right? Yeah. That's an 18. He is going to fail. Uh, uh, he's going to take uh, 11 points of damage. And with that 11 points of damage, he too does what? What happens to him? Um, as uh, her magical holy light um, hits him, um, he will actually... Um, Almost, you'll see him sink spiritually down into the floor as he becomes translucent as more and more of him disappears until there's nothing left on the ground. Dispel this guy. Nothing left but the the armor and the halberd he bore. No actual signs of the body itself. And I would rush over immediately as soon as I, as, as I see, see this other threat gone. I'd rush to Tyrannus and pull him in between me and Resme and guard uh, the other way. And what's what's over here? And as you, you rush up to him, he's still just like tightening, like wringing the grip of his halberd, the, just the pull, not even in like a combat grip anymore, just almost holding it in front of him. You rush up to him and he looks at you and he looks down the hall towards where the last of the creatures is removed. Then closes his eyes and like almost wrenches his whole body together before he raises the halberd up in one hand and slams it down on the floor. Damn it! And drops down onto his knees. Like his hands and knees on the floor there. Just right in front of you. And I wouldn't... The enemy that assails him is himself. 
while this is going on, I'm going to start immediately turning to the, the very large and obvious gash in Dalren. Oh. Master, are you okay? Goodness, really. Oof, my shoulder. I'd uh, put a, put an arm around Tyrannus. Be there. There ain't nothing you can do about it, son. And he just kind of like sinks down, almost still on his hands and knees, and sinks down to sitting with his hands just playing on the ground in front of him. <sighs> Damn it! Sir Knight, are you okay? Your conditioning, perhaps, or I... something else? I froze. I don't know how else to put it, so what else to say. It's not easy you, for something you can't see and don't understand to step in and control your actions, is it? Oh. Not, nothing controls me. These... These are... Hell knights, damn it. These are my brothers. Now, I get it, man. If I had to, if my, if, if family members rose up from the dead and they, someone asked me to strike them down, I'd have just, just the problem. Ain't nobody here to judge you. He's got his head just leaning on one goblet now, almost sitting up on his own feet. Sir Tyrannus, it occurs to me these necromantic wards exist to protect the crypts, yet we've defiled no crypts here, and yet these skeletons are here. Maybe they're protecting something other than the crypts. So it doesn't makes... mean that you've broken your oaths or done anything wrong to have run into them here. This makes no sense. I don't understand why they are here. Maybe. Why? These hell knights. This is a volunteer situation. We are not forced into this undeath to defend what we believe in past the grave. This is something that a man or a woman who has dedicated their entire lives to the Order of the Nail can choose. They... They serve only to defend our citadels in the dire, direst hours. Perhaps. This is not, this is not a protection from looters or grave robbers. That's not how they function. Why would we care? If the crypts are being robbed, clearly the citadel has already fallen. They only rise. These are soldiers to defend the order. From what? And whatever's coming through those portals. This citadel is abandoned! This void shouldn't even still be intact! Very clearly, something's happening here that goes beyond our understanding. Maybe there's something here that's more important than the citadel to protect. Mm. If one of Alceta's rings is truly here, I could understand the masters of your order leaving something like this in place to protect their secret. But would they even have known? Zelikta let me come here, believing this was simply an abandoned citadel with no further purpose to seek my ring, not a word about what could have been here. Would they even have been given the proper choice? Could they have even known what they defend now? I don't know. Until we know more, we can't say. If the answer is no, then they are effectively slaves. 
not serving their order at all, it wouldn't do then to shirk at freeing them from their bondage if it is not what they agreed to. Looks up at you. No. No, it would not. I don't know what in the nine hells is happening here. But I will not freeze again, you have my word. I believe you. I'm sorry. We've got your back, Tyrannus. It's okay. Very well. And he reaches for his halberd and stands back up to his feet and checks the blade to make sure it doesn't take any damage or anything when he casts it down on the stone and appears to be in tank, just a little scuffed. Hopefully that is the last of it. I hope so, too. We're well prepared if we need to fight more, but I would prefer we didn't. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, Sun Priest, your magic appears to be quite effective here, fortunately. Works against undead regardless of their purpose, apparently. The light of Serenray and Iomade serve us well. Hmm. As I told you previously, I will be the beacon in the dark. No mere turn of phrase for a Serenrite, eh, Sir Knight? Apparently not, no. That is... That is certainly powerful magic. There's no two ways about it. You, for all of our good fortune, smote an entire line of Hell Knight soldiers in a single move. Of undead. Hell Knight regardless. The power of positive and negative energy is a force not to be trifled with. I think uh, our companion was simply remarking on how dangerous our opponents were, uh, and it uh, certainly uh, would not have been not would have been nearly any as easy, easy a fight. If you, all, easy. if you all are finished admiring our sundered opponents, we could continue. I have to finish admiring the gash in Dalren's shoulder first. I can't let it bleed out like this. If it's not too much trouble. Yes, perhaps we should rest. Um, Recuperate for a moment. That was some battle. Although, Esvis, uh, I do happen to notice that there is an open portal that we have yet to explore. Perhaps best to see if there isn't anything waiting for us to let our guard down. The sounds of that battle rang throughout the stone crypt. Nearly ear-shattering. If there were more coming, I'm certain they would have made their appearance. No, I think Dalren speaks true. I'll investigate, and Esvis move, and I will move towards the door and just check to see if it's locked at all. Uh, what door are we looking here? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's uh, not a. That's door. not a door. That's it's just an opening. It's a doorway. Open. Yeah, it's just a stone opening here. It's, that does not a. There's not any kind of a door in place. It just leads to wherever it leads. Uh, you'll see Resme uh, touch her mother's necklace and. Uh, a shimmer of magic will gleam over her before it disappears inside her again, and I'll recast false life on myself. Fair enough. If you're going to have, if you're going to be looked at, your glove then. Ah, yes, of course. I just throw the glove at you. And as you pass it, pass it over to Esvis. It gets such a glorious beacon of light when it gets turned on. Uh, up to Esvis, and this light now illuminates the southern chamber here. Another one of these rooms that seems to lead into more of an ossuary. 
Oh, that's big. Uh, it does go near 30 feet back from where you are and turns around the corner to your left. You can see racks of stone shelving uh, lined with sconces and ancient candles long abandoned that haven't been lit in centuries and coffin-sized compartments laid into the stone walls near floor to ceiling everywhere that you can see. Wow. This was where most of the dead must have been interred, clearly. But you hear nothing, uh, uh, and you see nothing of movement. And nothing comes to meet you. And uh, Tyrannus kind of walks, or pushes past you here into the room, up to the nearest line of shelving, into these notches, uh, a large amount of which have bodies in them. Not all of them, but about half. And he looks over everything in front of him here, and across the counter, just kind of running his hand across it. This is ridiculous. All of this abandoned, but some arcane reasons. The power lectors don't see fit to share. There must be a cause. There must be something as it needed to be. Um, I'll start looking at the ones that are in the floor. Um, looking at to see what names are written on them, if they're in any specific pattern or order. Your hammer's in that one. These ones ah. here, across the flagstones, don't appear to have any titles or any of them. Each of them is engraved much more simply with a name and a year. Nothing more than that. And there are dozens of them rolling down the hall here. Uh, a total of seven of which are open. Where the skeletons you've just dispatched had rose from originally. And uh, as you resume exploring here, well, detect uh... magic mm-hmm. does. I mean, but you are you're yeah. trading him. You're certainly not. Okay. But like as you, I assume, put your detect yeah. magic up. You do detect magic here as well. And there's something over here for when you're done with uh with with Master Dalren. I'll come take a look at it in a moment. And halfling luck is going to re-roll that hard one. That <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for not spitting in my wound. <laughs> It'll buff out. To another four, so not a critical failure, no progress. What's the total? Uh, 16, 15. Fair enough. So, uh, you have plus 11 in medicine already? That's yes. pretty, oh yeah, expert. Expert proficiency is a hell of a drug. So yeah, with 10 minutes here trying to act somewhat quickly because you don't know what could take place, you aren't successful and you're able to reduce Dalren's pain, but you're not able to meaningfully help him in any way. Uh, well, uh, it doesn't seem, seems that this might be a bit, uh, require a bit more uh, of our resources. Um, well, uh, it, mm-hmm. if you're willing to, to wait a moment, I, I believe that I have another trick I could try. Oh, we have some of these healing potions left over from what the, even the town council gave us. Uh, minor things, not really useful in a pinch, but at a time like these, unless you had something else in mind. Just more tending to it, just taking a little longer to uh, properly suture the wound and whatnot. I think Esvis may go stir-crazy if we don't get moving soon. Well, if you think I you'll agree. be okay. While they were doing the medicine check... Uh... I'd be kind of centering myself. It was weird to question myself 
weird to have your thing well, flip for, back on well, you. Well, like, it's weird because, like, for a lot of things, I do really question whether or not I should be. But for, for skeleton soldiers... It's really weird. So I'm going to like really be going through trying to center myself like now what we're doing here is good. So I'll be uh, getting my focus point back just because that was a really weird situation for me to be in. All right. And I'll last uh, two minor healing potions uh, give me 11 health back. Okay. D8 apiece, right? Minor healing potion is D8 apiece, yes. Oh, you, did, you did tape it down there. Yes. <laughs> tape well, right down here. I well have uh, a lot of useful, quick reference thingies down there. And I'll uh, I'll do the radar thing, trying to find any sources within the room. So, filling around the room with your magic, you do identify that each of the halberts wielded by the Hell Knight commanders does have a magical aura to it, each of them resonating with a very faint blue sheen. All right, um, I'll let everyone know that both of the halberds are indeed magical, and uh, that perhaps Tyrannus would like to have one. Um, I'll take a look at them with my quick item examination. Okay. Wait, aren't we supposed to be putting these back in the graves here? Well, we certainly aren't going to go robbing any graves, but if the items pop out of the graves and present themselves to us... That seems like we're stretching oh, the rules here. Uh, so no, okay. a 28... And Tyrannus, at this point, just kind of shrugs. Well, we may need them to deal with what is to come. Exactly. We may need them to deal well, with what is to come. I do not agree with opening graves and robbing them, but if, if something is actively trying to kill us and we utilize it for the betterment of ourselves and for surviving this... My order abandoned everything here long ago. Lay no further claim to it. It hit me first. So you would be able to identify with your uh, with a minute of turning this over with your magic, trying to figure out what it is. Those are secret, by the way. But I'll let you keep oh. going. Oh, sorry. Um, you will identify set right into the haft below the blade, almost beneath where it connects. There is a lesser potency rune on each of them. Let's Let's plus one. Plus one. Okay, okay, okay. Striking is the gasp of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but magic you, but is in magic. second edition, oh, you can use a day of crafting to transfer a rune to another item. So you could tran, and it's not they're not item specific at all. You could transfer one of these lesser potency runes to Esfus's bow, mm -hmm. for instance, and he would have a plus one longbow. That is a thing you can do if you're training crafting. That's a thing I can I do. I am I am expert in crafting now. Ooh, fancy. Um, these, uh, halberds appear to have something very similar to what we put on your, uh, geese arm. They simply, uh, make it a little bit more accurate, a little bit better. Oh, spectacular. Uh, we should definitely, uh, well, Tyrannus, uh, you may want to take one of these up, and, uh, well, for the other, um, the day of crafting, we could extract the magic from it and put it on whatever we like. You kind of raise an eyebrow and makes down a bit. Well, that may be magical, but this is mine. I understand. Well, if you would like, we could transfer the magic from one of them to yours, just not immediately. <sighs> he sheathes his halberd and picks one of the old, rusted, skeletal halberds up from the uh, the ground. And these are much more ancient make, whereas uh, Tyrannus's is near full metal. It's the whole pole of the thing is still steel. 
Uh, there's no wooden or weaker part to it. These are wooden hafted mm -hmm. with a metal spike fitted on the bottom end and uh, another on the extending from the top almost ornamentally as this blade kind of curves in a bit in a crescent shape where it comes forth from the haft and he looks it over. These are diasmodius sensories old. What's the magic is what holds them together. I hardly say I've earned it. Now you, once you've done your fair share to get us this far. Well, I'm not going to turn it down either. Pragmatism, sir. Pragmatism, indeed. Very well. Um, just kind of turns it over in his hands a bit, taking some little, almost like, slow, like, practice golf swings with it, trying to get the feel of the of the blade. Here's he steps back here, giving himself a little more space. <laughs> so I guess we're looking for your family name, right? No, none of the Horde line were interred here, as far as I can tell. We were here only briefly. It was a signet ring left behind in the vaults, which I have seen no sign of. Hmm. And I dare say we've explored together at least most of the Citadel by now. I can't imagine it would be behind the crypts. What little sense that would make. Oh, but yeah. nothing of this place seems to make any sense at this point. So, Tyrannus, uh, who told you your signet ring was here? My grandfather. And this was, when did he tell you this? And was he retiring? Was he... These were old stories from when I was much younger, several years ago, at the very least, would be the last I have heard it. Hmm. Tales he told me during my training of our contributions personally to the order. Why? Was your grandfather stationed here? No. This was before even his time. Did he specifically say signet ring? He did, yes. And he, uh, he reaches down to his girdle and back behind uh, the side of the buckle and pulls out a tiny blank key like an inch and a half long. It is in a lockbox under a false bottom. In one of the vault doors. Hmm. Interesting. This should open it. I had the brief thought I that I did not come here unprepared. I, I had the brief thought well, that perhaps Well, clearly I he's... did, but not <laughs> Tucks it back into his belt. I had the brief thought that perhaps he sent you here for a different reason, but it does indeed seem as if he sent you here for the signature. I ring. cannot imagine when he was telling me of our family's previous exploits that he had any inclination I would deign to travel here myself. Uh, but it may be possible that your ancestors knew more of this place and may have created a reason for one of their descendants to come back here. You know what? At this point, I am beyond an argument. <laughs> this. That is fair. They that very, is very, very well may have. Yes. Just thoughts, thoughts and, and ideas. Uh, shall we explore the rest of this chamber if for no other reason than to finish uh, my little sketch of this place? Yeah. At this point, I if I may have my answer. glove back. And also, we should look for any other passages that might lead out of here, or secreted away things. That happens in stories, right? Like, there could be a secret passage that leads us to a different place. It is entirely possible. So the group of you make your way Goodness, this goes on and on, Down doesn't it? This hall, long Careful not to trip, those are open. 
quite an extensive series of these grave flagstones in the ground. They go on like ten feet. Like ten, at least it's at least ten at feet. Least 10 it's feet. at least ten feet. This goes for nearly a hundred feet. Just a row of these graves, and let me hand the glove back over. Espis, no lights. The God. blessed glove. Ren, twenty jillion light. Move him. Regular lights. One point twenty-one gigawatts. But finally, this long haul does end in a door. Huh. And and there there wasn't anything in that other room. Um, Just more of the same company. Mm. Well, we'll probably want to check it out a bit more thoroughly at the very least. Uh, Secret passages and the like. Lest we join them. Oh, uh, let me know when an hour's been up. For an hour's been up? Yeah. From when? From when I cast Comprehend Languages. Um, well, it's been probably about 15 minutes since, 15, 20 minutes since then, since you took a 10 minute rest. So Just far. in case we happen to go back and it's still on. Fair okay. enough. And you are left before you with a metal door. Hmm. This one's set into the stone, seemingly reinforced, but it is hanging ajar, not fully closed. Oh, Beyond that, there is a set of like no perception or survival check needed. Very obviously, a set of footprints in the dust here that came out from this door, proceeded about ten feet outwards before turning back and going back inside. I a single wonder, set of boots. Hmm. I wonder what could have possibly forced this individual to return to this room. It might have been skeletons. It might have. It might have been, been skeletons. Yeah. I am at the moment. I'm of the mindset. I believe it was probably skeletons. Somebody came in here, went, nah, not doing this door. It's gonna like, go through nope, another door. None of this nonsense. Yeah, I reckon we'll go on ahead and take a peek inside. Hmm, seems Amy's. like the, the way forward at the moment. These boot prints. Perhaps we can follow them. Espis, perhaps. And opening up this door, you are let into one final chamber. Here. I guess not found because there is another door. But into a <laughs> large, oddly shaped vault behind the crypt with rows of large metal and stone lockboxes lining the winding walls of this storeroom. And there's punctuated occasionally by shelves and what look like tall filing cabinets. Nearly all the lockboxes hanging ajar, having been opened and emptied years and years and years ago. And the set of footprints continues in here, quite obviously having moved through the room. Uh, but they went around here a bit, so it would take some effort to put together exactly what the feet had done. On a low table in the center of the room, there was a pile of ashes and a couple of recently melted candle stubs. Hmm. Somebody was here not long ago. And they used light. And they needed light. Mm. Uh, Esfus, if you would close that door, just in case. Hmm. Mm. We don't close doors. Take cool. if, since when do we close any doors? Since we're looking for someone who could get past us. Uh, Your detect magic does detect magic in here. Well, I can sense a magical signature coming from this room. Well, let's see what we can find. Tyrannus, look! It's a place. We, Tyrannus, we found as, the as soon as you enter the room, 
immediately starts moving around the vaults. Uh, very precisely. He's not like randomly sorting through lockboxes. He's looking around in a very calculated way. Uh, looking at a couple of very specific and particular things, but clearly beginning a search for something. Um, Rur? Yes. Or Search Boy. We'll let either of you attempt a survival check. A survival check? A survival check for the tracks that are in the room. Because you're recalling knowledge and you're seeking and those kind of both sort of lay into this, unless you want to stop scouting to follow this. I'm too busy looking for magical items. Okay, fair enough. Well, he had asked Espos. Hey, you can't. You can't stop scouting. I'll stop scouting. I'll, okay. Yeah, I'll stop scouting to do the to do the survival. Right. Yeah, I got a solid eight. So good, we'll I'm yours. bad at that. <laughs> Give it a shot. I have to remember that one time I was following footprints 60 years ago. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna find it. A natural 20. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tracky boy doing the tracking. So Espus immediately starts, like, almost I'm immediately, everyone has a job in this room. Mm -hmm. Tyrannus is looking around for his signet ring. You're tracing the footprints. You two are searching for magical items. Buford is standing there. Dalren With is... my shield up, though, <laughs> and that really matters. <laughs> Dalren is just looking around for anything of interest, really. Uh, Buford is watching everyone else run I'm around watching like the doors and very was... closely. So you put together a series of events, Espus. These boots came in through the door ahead of you, the door to your left on the northern side of the room that leads yet further into the basements. They entered, came to this center table, kneeled down, and set up all of these candles. They were there for some time, occasionally moving, standing, and by the position of their feet, uh, shifting their weight around into some interesting and odd positions you can't really determine a point for. After all of that, they walked to the door through which you had entered from. They opened that door, took about four steps outside, and sprinted back out the way they came. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly have running, beelining for... Nope. Anywhere that's nope. not there. Anywhere that was not full of skeletons. Now, Rur and Resme, as you are looking around the room, it's it's gonna take you some time. There's a lot of stuff in here. It's gonna be at least ten minutes for you to try to peruse through the room, reading the aura of all of the various bits of scattered papers and refuse and what was once probably heirlooms or trinkets worth keeping that are just everywhere for where the magical signatures are coming from. Um, Dalren, make me a perception check. 17. All right. Um, and as you are looking across this, just kind of following along with Tyrannus as he goes around the room. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> Still following tracks. Following Tyrannus' Espus narrating by the story as he goes. Feet. Uh, you start sorting through a huge pile of things, but one thing you do notice that very much stands out to you is sitting tucked in between two of the lockboxes uh, on a small stack of not full page sized documents that look like little missives, almost set as if it was a paperweight, is a silver religious holy symbol 
Hmm. It's circular, almost a coin, with two faces back to back on it. Uh, one of them a lighter metal and one of them darker. With back to back, so emotions. like facing like on the same side of it or facing On the same like side of sides. the coin. Like, sorry, okay. back to back on the back back against each other okay. on the, uh, the front of this symbol. You would recognize this as the same thing that Resume has on her necklace. Oh. This is a holy symbol of Alsetta. Resume. Yes, found, Master? Found something that may interest you. Although what it's doing here... Oh, it's beautiful. This it's, one's older than mine. It is ancient. That looks like it's at the very least centuries old and carved of what appears to be near pure silver hmm. uh, with what was either a metal, uh, metallurgic or chemical treatment to darken or lighten the two sides of the face. Does it seem to, does it throwing off any magical signature? It is in no way magical, though. Um, it's very pretty. Anyway, she'll take it and put it around her neck to join the other one. It doesn't immediately like have a hole or anything to turn it into a pendant or to, to run a string through it. It's just uh, an icon? Yeah, it's just like an icon about the size of your palm, maybe. Oh, okay. It's just like an icon. Yes. It's not oh, like okay. a, something you would hang. Um, well, then she'll put it in one of her uh, vest pockets to look at later. All right. Around this time, Thank you. Tyrannus has located something. He pulls one of the lock boxes down from the uh, from the northern side of the room and uh, brings it over to the low table in the center where he sets it down and reaches down inside it and hears some scraping of wood where he takes the false bottom out of the lockbox and pulls out a much smaller box. It's a box box. In front of him. He is completely silent at this point. He reaches down to his belt and pulls that small key out and slides it into a hole in the front of this tiny box. When he went near him, he very slowly open it to reveal a ring, which looks relatively simple, honestly, in make. It's not a terribly complex thing, uh, but it is set with a wide circular face and some kind of a crest on the front. And then sitting on a bed of crushed velvet, places the box down and reaches up to undo and remove one of his gauntlets before he silently takes out the ring and just very slowly slides it onto his finger. Just kind of holds it there with that facet on the top. Just looking down at it. Yes, it's back where it belongs now. It suits you, sir. I remember like, sitting on my grandfather's lap turning this ring on his finger when I was but a boy. I had assumed his stories of Oh, it found its way here. Well, nonsense. <laughs> yet here it is. Thank you for helping me reunite with these memories, friends. Of course. Of course. You have the order of the nails gratitude, as do you, of course, mine. Anytime. 
just stands there, slowly kind of turning it a bit on his finger, looking at the, the family crest, and shifting it in a different light. Oh, Engrossed by it. For, for what it's worth, there's magic in the room. Would you like me to check the ring? The ring is not magical, but if it was on your mind, it is very well. Just for the sake of getting it off the list of items. Holding his hand towards you as you cast your radar onto it, it does not, in fact, appear to be magical. All right. One more item off the list in the entirety of this room. Thank you. Wait, how do you say this ring got here again? Is this magical? I did have a different... Test uh, the, the ball you're holding. I did have a different <laughs> uh, image in my mind of how this ring got here, uh, since your grandfather wasn't stationed here, but yet you said just now that you remember seeing it on his finger? This... This is citadel is only so old. It's not old as in breach of by any stretch of the imagination. It's only been abandoned a few decades. Oh, of course. My grandfather was stationed here. Ah. I... As part of a training of the Hell Knights to put no faith in those who have not earned it and to trust them not with valuable information. And truth be told, perhaps my training gets the better end of my sense sometimes. I... I have only met the group of you yesterday, the day before. But, yes, my grandfather was stationed here. He lived and served here for most of his life. My father before him even spending some of his time before Altarian was abandoned. But... I don't know what to make of that now. Mm. I don't know what purpose this place serves. It's... So my theory might have been correct, but this was a ploy to get you here. Not necessarily you, but get someone here to start investigating things. Well, I it's... can't imagine they intended me to follow up on this. These are the stories a grandfather tells his grandson. They're not a mission he had tasked me with. And it was much younger at the time, early in my training. In all honesty. But 15, perhaps, is, is the latest I would have heard of these. These are errant tales. I... I have that much faith in my family, at least. Alset is a pretty esoteric deity. My family only worships her because they're of an ancient elvish line, and Alceta is an elvish deity. I doubt they expected you to come here and find somebody who is a worshiper of Alceta. I also... Truth be told, very much doubt that they knew much more than I did. We are her lights. We live to serve, but we do not all grow old and become Barrelictors, Perelictors, Master of Blades. Most of us serve our lives as some of God's soldiers, some signifiers, should they saw the talent for magic, as a gift at learning it, and my family has never been particularly high ranking. It's very possible they knew no more than we do. Hmm. This offsetter. Well, these portals. If you're interested in learning more of it, you could certainly stay with us, but your mission is, as you said, quite fulfilled. Uh, if you wish to head home, we would understand. 
Although you better not forget that tapestry upstairs. Indeed, uh, that painting is uh, quite impressive. It looked great hanging over your mantelpiece. Yes, I would love to reclaim that as well if I can. But as I said, I am here on leave, and this journey has taken me much longer than I anticipated. I will have to begin returning to Aresia here in a few days. <laughs> At the rate we we work, we'll have the entire citadel reclaimed and up and running again. Knights do have an awfully odd idea of what constitutes a vacation. <laughs> this more of an excursion than a vacation. This excursion, indeed, is one that not many know of. I did not very much share my intents. Hmm. I'm not so open with friends. Well, it may be. Uh... I'm pretty secretive too. Sorry for interrupting your um, touching moment. I uh, think I may have more information to add to our theory crafting. Yes, by all means. Uh, go ahead, Espes. What have you found? So the boots came first through this door over here, came directly into this room, set up the candles and the ashes. Well, the ashes probably for something else. Um, maybe you can take a look at it. I don't know if it's for a ritual or not. They knelt here for quite some time and then went through movements, nonsensical, perhaps posing. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know how magic casters work. I've only seen my grandmother work. And then they went out through the door that we just came in, where we found their footprints, and subsequently sprinted back in before going out mm. again. Unsurprising, given the Holloway's former inhabitants. Uh, do the shoes, do the boot prints lead out of this room in any particular way? I did divine that they go back through. They go the, back through the door they came in. They go back through the door that they entered, so this was not something circumstance. Someone came in here for an express purpose. Something was done on this table that required them to kneel. Hmm. And then they went to the door only to abruptly turn and sprint back. Right, right, perhaps looking for a way out, seeing that it was guarded by the dead, decided not to go that way. They seem to be by themselves. If they came out here perhaps to pray, they may have been seeking solitude. Um, but the fact that they came through this door ahead of us, maybe there is another way to the lower levels. Would I recognize if that was a ritual? Um, make me an identify magic check. So that would be religion or arcana. Either of you can attempt that. 26. 17. So you could put it together, Rur. Um, well, Resme can tell that some kind of ritual was cast here, something powerful, and it was within the last few days. Hmm. You can't really identify much beyond a faint purplish aura of necromancy. Rur, you can divine a little further. This ritual did indeed have a very express purpose. It was performed to communicate with lingering spirits of the dead interred here. To speak with them. I think I know what might have happened. Oh? This was to communicate with lingering spirits. Whatever they did here, and however long they were doing it, it's to talk to the 
Hell Knights that were here. Huh. Ty Tyrannus. They might have convinced them of a cause worth fighting for. Ah, either that but, or disturbed them so much that they decided not to let them they through. Then immediately fled them. I, they might not have expected them to be there. Their possibly they didn't get what they expected out of their conversation. Right. He thinks for a moment. He's still holding his halberd in his free hand because he has nowhere to shoot this new halberd, so he's just going to hang on to it. And Paul held up a finger. Right. No, I vaguely remember something of this. Zev? What did you say? What kind of magic was it, Zayadcaster? This was necromancy. They tripped the wards, didn't they? This is a... I believe they may have, yes. There were an older kind of these wards that were only used in situations that wanted. It... It was a conflict, a, a clash of necromancy. It was meant to prevent any kind of attempts to work with the crypts, to, to interfere, to raise any of the dead here. Uh, fight fire with fire, sort of. In response to any kind of necromantic magic, these necromantic wards would trigger and animate the dead themselves. Oh, <laughs> that explains it. These these are not, no longer used. These are not the, kind, the kinds of wards that we still rely on. I had thought they were much older than this. I'm surprised to find them here. But that would explain why they were, in fact, simply standing around in the hallway. This ritual must have activated them. Indeed. And then it means our adversary who lurks through that door somewhere is apparently a fairly accomplished caster. He wanted to know something from the Hell Knights. Would I know roughly how complicated this ritual is? No. I'm just a purpose. Have we managed to find the magical item thingy we were looking for yet? Um, you have determined uh, with the read aura that there is an aura hanging over this room of necromantic power from the latent energy from this ritual. Okay. It's entirely possible that's what the only thing that you detect magic is pinging off of, because you haven't managed to find this time any other items mm -hmm. that read aura has identified as inherently magical themselves. This gets more puzzling by the minute. I gotta go further. We have to solve this. I must admit I'm curious. We have come this far. We have found so much. And all of it just leads to more and more further questions and damned magic and necromancy. And Those are all my favorite things. These are none of my favorite things. I don't like any of these. I'm sorry. So what do we do? Well, there are more of the crypts still behind us. This whoever it was that came in here and performed his big fancy ritual. I believe the crypts can wait. It would be more advantageous to find the individual who's causing the problems. And it looks like they haven't been here for days. And it much to, uh, to, I suppose, in credit to the tactics that Lord Tyrannus continually talks about, it may be wiser to further explore the area behind us before leaving an unknown factor behind us. Uh, the ossuary, perhaps? Just There's unknown to... factors in both directions, as far as I can see. Besides, this hallway, this... He gestures the door behind him. For all these graves, I sat on the floor. 
This is narrow. I don't believe it reaches back up to the main entryways and maybe another chamber, but I did not see any doors for it. Exactly. Uh, so there may be another chamber uh, behind us, and there's certainly the ossuary that Esvis looked at. Uh, that has... Presumably it stretches the entire length, but we don't know for sure. There may be more There is a second door in the western door. wall here. Yeah, yeah there, are, there are three doors I'm in the I'm pointing at it. Yeah. <laughs> just, so. just, just in case that was a thing that had not been noticed, there are three doors that lead out of this place. You came in one, and as you came in the one, there was another one on your right, which will be where the ossuary was that leads back west, and there's the one on the left the footprints go through. The footprints never interacted with the southern door. Um, yeah. Now that I've seen some more of this place, um... I'm going to um, call on my ancestry magic again to um, get uh, knowledge uh, architecture okay. to see if I can kind of divine if there might be other things here that we're missing based on more of what I know of this place now. All right. Roll me a lower architecture. Let's see what we got. Do you have a session reroll? Boy, hero point. Ooh, fancy. I forgot you still had one of these from before. That made it a long ways. <laughs> I, I kept it for a rainy day. Fair enough. Like an architecture roll. You don't get to roll a whole lot of d20s. You just make people make a bunch of saves. Okay, uh, that's going to be a 20. With a 20, it's probably safe that if the ossuary itself does not connect directly to the door on the south it leads through to what does as the hallway of the dead here this promenade that led in here just had flat walls on either side with no features and no doors uh, there's no access to anything other than this chamber the vault at its very end but like Tarana said that promenade's not really wide enough to reach into the main entryway area in addition you came in from the rightmost hallway from the original uh, antechamber mm -hmm. And you passed, when you fought the skeletons, you could see another door on your left that would have led to the center. You've seen no doors that would have led to the third of the southern hallways leading from that original antechamber. And there is certainly space for another room on the northern side of this promenade. Um, Resme would uh, rattle that off um, in her brother's voice. I'm not a fan of backtracking too far when we know we have a potential live enemy below us. We could spike the door. But uh, it seems if he's been down there for several days, he doesn't seem too inclined to come back up. You did say that the magic was affecting the entire room, yes? It does seem to be a faint trace, yes. And you said that this was... Necromancy. Some form of ritual for it, but... There must be a way to deactivate the voids. Surely, if this citadel was still in operation and something had happened and the dead rose from their graves to defend, there would be a way to reinter them other than simply besting them in martial combat. Mm, it'd be a way to keep your descendants sharp, but uh, that's or that would actually be very fitting, but that might wait. <laughs> or if this person who was here before came in with an express purpose of speaking with your interred then if there are more crypts below us, it's probably safe to assume that this person has had time to understand how the necromantic wards work. If this has been a few days, they've been down here long enough to at least divine that much, even if they didn't know much about Citadel Altarian. By a few days, I'm looking at like 24 to 72 hours. Like this was very recent. Oh, very, very they recent. Yeah, this was, just before. Yeah. Oh, this okay. wasn't a few days, like this was a couple weeks ago. This was like 
one to three days ago they were here. This was very recent. Oh, very recent, okay. Like, possibly had you not rested, you may have encountered them here. Oh, okay. Okay, so, sorry, rewind. I just wanted to clarify that. With it, with it being such a short time frame, with it being someone who has been here so recent, if they've done something to upset the interred up here, if there's more interred below, we can safely assume either that they've managed to bypass it, or, as Buddy would say, pissed it off. And moreover, uh, it seems that since the skeletons outside this door were the only things keeping them from exploring the rest of this floor, and we've just taken that barrier away, uh, it won't take them too long, I imagine, to realize that the hallway is no longer guarded. Uh, perhaps you have the right of it. Well, we have two pressing concerns. Do we proceed forward or back? Back. Forward. Forward. I have to go forward as well. Okay. Very well. We will continue. See if we can find beyond this door. And uh, Hermanus himself will step forward to open this, and it opens outward. He just gets pulled in, and he's gone. Tongue. Look. It's the frog tongue comes through and immediately yoinks him into the chamber. My sister back when you had the chance. Is she in particularly bad straits? Do you see where we are? There's dead people everywhere. Young master, your sister is going to be in far worse straits than a simple dead room everywhere. Uh, besides, give dead people some credit. You're one of them yourself, you know. I am not. He'll say as he grumpily disappears back inside Resume. <laughs> so this door leads into a further area of storage attached to the vault, uh, filled with various racks and cabinets cluttering a fairly long but very narrow space. A lot of them are empty, but a good amount of them still have some dusty banners with the Order of the Nails insignia sunburst stylized. And by the way, I forgot to fi uh, finish up on this one, that giant fresco across the southern wall of the promenade, you can only see the corner of, uh, was a massive sunburst coming from the floor halfway up the wall, surrounded by concentric rings of literal nails mm. facing outward. Not the shiny, happy sunburst of Saren Ray, but not the very, stabby, very pokey different. Sand And not metaphorical nails. Literal, Metal. actual nails. And... There's a whole bunch of various stylized pentagrams on things, assorted as Modian paraphernalia, other trappings uh, more clearly designed for formal funerals you kept know, down here as well. I think that there's devil worship happening down here. Oh! Have you <laughs> discovered that one? <laughs> just, a, just a rough guess. He looks at his pauldron that has the freaking pentagram as Modius on it. I would not have suspected we had devil worshippers in our midst at Ziodra Zanel. The Inquisitors of San Rey are, are not to be taken lightly. Then I'll be certain to keep a sharp <laughs> eye out for them, Sun Priest. You might find one someday. Uh, in the back of the room, there is a tunnel. Dirt walled. Like it's been carved here. Opening, leading east. Is it halfling sized? It is larger than halfling sized. Okay. It is person sized. It's not. Real people real can person. use it. <laughs> it's not phenomenally small, but it is. You'd be forced single file walking down it. It's a narrow, maybe like four foot across, seven foot high, molded tunnel. And it doesn't look like it's been dug. It's like almost smooth, impacted dirt. Just 
extending off in the distance as far as your light goes. Hmm. And uh, Tyannis looks at that and says, well, that is odd. That would definitely explain how someone appeared down here. The footprints from this door very clearly came from this tunnel and went back in this tunnel. Doubt very highly that that is a huge gopher hole. And certainly not typical Hell Knight architecture. Our person came up through here and came back. But what is this and where does it lead? V came in. Well, it ap- through the secondary tunnel. It appears to be a hole. Yep, Again, the only way we're going to find out is going through it. Blinded Let's go, people. by the radiant brilliance of the sun priest. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to, as Buddy said, Let's go down that tunnel. Does not appear to go down. Well, it, it's a, it, walk in the direction of the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel and you say way. things about me. <laughs> he's already in, he's already infected you. <laughs> it's too late. <sighs> Perhaps it is overexposure. Ah, quickly, is that done this? The sun can be dangerous when you spend too much time in it. I can't let this infection progress further. <laughs> <laughs> so the group of you head into this tunnel. You have to, again, proceed well, down Well, the single-file line of us heads Single-file, uh, making your way down. <laughs> and as it goes, it seems to be fairly straight for a good at least 100 yards before it starts to wind its way to the right. And as you march down here, your walk continuing for minutes turning into half an hour as this tunnel has just been winding along. Uh, you said you're not scouting anymore, so you can make me a survival check to try and determine what direction we're even going here. Sure. Not that you could really scout single fire and just follow this tunnel anyway. Uh, 19 total. The 19, you can tell that this uh, is very kind of slowly looped its way back down south and is heading directly towards Breach Hill. We're going home. Mm-hmm. Like metaphorically? Stop. And this is after like a, a quarter, maybe a half mile of journey through these tunnels, as Fist calls it. And uh, everyone else is in front of you. So everyone just kind of comes to a stop and turns around. We can't very well have a conversation in these tunnels. It's difficult given the positioning. Just a moment, please. Continue. This is leading towards Breach Hill. Oh. Huh. Did we perhaps find a faster way back to the Citadel? That's, Do we want? That's what comes to mind, not there are dangerous things making their way to town. All right. This, There's this, nothing this... dangerous going down the... Well, I guess we're going down the tunnel. It's... Hmm. This is not even hidden. This is simply a tunnel rot here leading from the Citadel's vaults. Well, we don't know what we don't know where the what how well concealed the other end is, but um, only hmm. one way to find out. Yeah, I just we are heading towards Breach Hill. It doesn't mean that it comes out to Breach Hill, but that we have to keep that in mind that we could have other unforeseen foes here. Well, that's kind of what we were expecting, honestly. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that Miller's tunnel. son is a bit of a bad sort, and his friends certainly do cause trouble, but. They don't mean no harm. They're young. Yeah, and then push people over, take their coin purses. Are we standing or are we continuing? Move, move. We can move. I am 
sort of trapped behind you two. Can we squawk and squabble, please? And uh, Vifid and Naren continue, and Naren is behind them, and the rest of you get back underway again as you make your way yet further down this tunnel. This half mile turns into a full mile of journey, waking uh, again through an oddly smooth, just arched tunnel of impacted dirt. It's no actually reinforcements, arched too. No supports. Uh, no visible signs of how this was dug or created. Either uh, you are recalling knowledge right now. You want to give me your identify magic again with your religion? 18. Uh, with an 18, what's odd to you is that this goes on for so long with no supports or anything, with no signs of magic. Um, there is nothing latent here, no abjurative words or anything that are keeping it intact. It just simply is. But it shows no signs of wear. Uh, in fact, you don't even leave footprints in the dirt. It's hardened and compacted and smoothed enough that there's barely no traces left as you move. Interesting. Mm. Hmm. But you continue. And you continue. And you continue. Until how, how, finally... How far away is Breach Hill from the Citadel as the crow flies? A little over a mile hmm. as the crow flies. Make me a perception check, search man. Oh, that's uh, that's that's an eleven. Is that a one? That's a four. Yeah, that's oh, it looked like a one from here. I was really excited for a critically oh, built perception yeah. check. I just walk into the back of Aspis. Yeah, with an eleven, as you're making your way down here, you don't see or hear any signs of anything. It's almost oddly claustrophobic, but the air doesn't get particularly stale, as if it's still flowing through here enough to be kept some degree of fresh. Before, finally. It leads to a ladder, leading up to what appears to be a very simple wooden trapdoor at its top. Anticlimactic. Are you kidding me? This is the weirdest, weirdest crap we've ever run into. What is this nonsense? It's a ladder. You can climb it. Well, yeah. Why would someone have a trapdoor leading to the... Do you know how well that led... If they came from... If they were building this from the trapdoor incredibly well laid out to get to that thing. That was an incredibly long tunnel. I can't believe no it. It was very impressive, actually. That. That's probably true. So we we just, I, like, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have called Kalmut for a demon-summoning arsonist, though. So you never know what so your neighbors can do. So at this point, we're probably like three hours or so after sunrise, so it's still fairly early in the morning. It definitely hasn't passed to noon yet by any means. Are we proceeding? Yeah. You want to listen at that trap door, Espes? Maybe you can pick something up. I don't know if Eskins can get up here. It's quite a packed hall. He's leading. Is he? He's the tracker. I thought he was in the back. I think he's in the back. Pretty sure you two are leading. Yeah. Oh. Well, in no particular order. I'll just... All right, well, in that case, He's a small little elf. We just take him. I'm... No. Live. Live. He's wiry. Wiry. Just pick him up and toss him like a javelin. You... I've already tried to launch the bird. Twice make your way up and the trap door uh, does not appear to be locked or even latched in any way you can simply press it up and as you do you get the first view of natural sunlight that you've seen since you descended in the basement this morning uh, it's not bright it's not like in your eyes but there is a there is a warm light filling the still mostly dark room above you but that's significantly brighter than the pitch black rooms you've been coming from here through a window set into an equally simple wooden door in front of you. 
Uh, you can hear merriment. A bard playing, glasses clinking, dice rolling, as you emerge into what looks like it's a storeroom with kegs of ale, cleaning supplies, and rows upon rows of pickled pig's ears. Oh, God. Uh, hmm. okay. We're certainly in the store chamber in the basement of the best tavern in Breach Hill. Yes, yeah. tavern in Breach Hill. The pickled ear. Why on earth there is a tunnel leading from the vaults of Citadel Altarian to the basement of the pickled ear? That's This is what happens when you A fairly rough and tumble, ears. not super pleasant tavern in Breach Hill. The one you had directed Tyrannus to avoid <laughs> originally on the northern end of town. Is a question we'll most certainly leave for next week. And uh, this... This little bit right here of Sirenscape magic that I get, my my tavern sounds, I get so much happiness and merriment with so much confusion <laughs> from the party who has no idea why or how we've ended up here. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. Mm. But we, we crawled down a tunnel for like a mile and a half. On the list of places you expected to end up, this... Is way down is there. Probably near the bottom. We could rattle off all kinds of things, but the freaking pickled ear. Which means that we the have a caster drink. is in this in somewhere. Ah, they could be anywhere, really. Yeah, as they could be shopping. They, they could be, you know. They could be anywhere in Breach Hill. Yeah. But. We could take all their pickles. You could steal all of their. We pickles. could. We could just take it down the <laughs> hall. They never the catch us. The pickled ears, for which the tavern is named, but there are also normal pickled, uh, pickled turnips and onions and all kinds of other assorted vegetables and bits of pigs that perhaps were left better unpickled. You see at least a few turnips. jars of hooves, and we gotta have turnips. It's a it's no, a pizza. There's turnips here. We've done it. We found the speakeasy for the pickled pig's ears from the Prohibition era. <laughs> <laughs> but Trafe. this is it's a place this is a place that exists that will wait until next week for us to figure out why on earth we're here thank you all of you in the chat for hanging out with us for bearing with our repeatedly freezing camera I will continue my